Hey everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. With me are Blake Corey. Meow. And Jay Totoro. Hey, uh, do you know last week um, I did your voice for you, Blake, the whole time? <laughs> Every time Robert would no, talk that to you, was, like, No, that, oh. was, that was two episodes ago. Was that, two? Oh, was that really? Yeah, Blake was on the last one. Yeah, yeah. I see you didn't even notice you were there. I guess I was just doing it so good. Nice. It's nice. <laughs> Where is that kick J from call button at? The macro now. <laughs> How are you guys? So, so first of all, sorry for the uh, slight delay in episodes here. We're we're kind of on a new re- recording schedule now. We're going to start recording these on Saturday nights where we had previously been doing them Wednesday nights. So, we should be on a pretty solid schedule moving forward. What? I said because I bitched and moaned until you changed it. Because Jay, Jay bitched and moaned. It's too tired. Uh, yeah. But Being a professional DJ takes it out of you, man. But uh, do you guys have a good week this yeah. week? Um, I, I guess it was all right. Anything amazing happened? Right? Or? It's fucking BlizzCon weekend. We're seeing announcements after announcements. Come on. Have you been watching? Have you watched any of it? Have, no. I was talking about that earlier, dude. Like, isn't it funny how, like, E3 and stuff, they stream it and it's free, but then BlizzCon, they're like, hey, you got to buy the virtual ticket. Get all this stuff. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to pay money to yeah. see your announcements. Like, I'll just sit on MMO Champion and hit refresh every <laughs> <laughs> so that's I've what you've been doing all day. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm just farming in WoW or playing Hearthstone and then just tab refresh. Oh, cool. Tab refresh. Ooh. Yeah, I watched the Heroes of the Storm finals, which were pretty boring. And that was my God, that yeah. game is just they're they're trying to make it something it's not. They are really so much fun. I had so wow much fun with that good. game for like a couple weeks, but it's like there's no it's so weird. Like even though uh the levels, like, you know, your team levels all together, and usually, even if you're getting killed, like, the team is, like, the levels are really close to each other, like, the team's levels, but, like, no matter, like, regardless of all that, whenever one team starts winning, like, for some reason, it is impossible to come back. That's, some, that's that funny. Been, a lot of a lot of people in the pro scene have actually said kind of the opposite, at least really? from what I've seen. Yeah, like in all honesty, the game is not refined for as an esport yet. It's really struggling. Like it, to me, it feels like the early stages of WoW, where they 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 have something that people want to play, and yeah, the yeah. skill the skill curve is pretty easy early on. Like you can get the hang of it, just like WoW was. But they haven't really refined it to the point where they can actually call it an esport. That that's that's the way I look at it right now. And I think it's going to take them to make it a lot more. They're gonna have to add a couple more mechanics, I think, or something else to make the game more complex. Yeah. Because the pro scene, like those games, will drag out for a long time. They're either over in 15 seconds, kind of like what you're talking about, where it's a landslide, or they drag on way too fucking long. Everybody's taking objectives. The objectives aren't winning the game, and they just kind of sit there awkwardly. So okay. I, I feel like the objectives are too frequent, and uh, they they don't end up mattering enough a lot of the time. I agree with on the a few of the maps. If, if they weren't frequent enough, I think the game would just be lol and then excitement, lol and then excitement. Whereas like there are games of Dota, wait, or lol League, like L U L L or League yes, of Legends? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not L-U. League of okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Bad, bad word choice. Um, but I, I feel like if they didn't do that, it would there, there would be way too much time between the excitement and like there are games of Dota and League that from the start to the finish, it's just you know balls deep going out. Like there's just so much stuff going on, like you don't know who's gonna win or lose. Like their uh their characters and everything are really cool and most of them are like really fun to and play like themselves. Did you see but the new yeah, one? Like, the, the flow of the games aren't great, huh? No. Did you see the new one? It's a two-headed um I think it's an ogre and two people control him. <laughs> so it's like I, I feel like that is going to be the, the dude. 
that is the biggest cancer <laughs> troll thing you could ever design. Because all I have to do is queue up and then be like, oh, you want to go right? I'm going to go left. You're going to go forward? I'm going to go backwards. Oh, you want to use that ability? Too bad it's on cooldown. I wasted it on nothing. Like, I feel like that is the ultimate fucking troll champion. That's going to be really it's gonna be cancer. funny to watch. That's going to be. Well, plus they're going to be adding um, Tracer from Overwatch. I heard who about looks that. like the oh, really? oh, most frustrating fucking character ever to play against. Uh, to yeah. to explain Tracer, she is she controls time kind of. She's got like a device on her chest that helps her continue to exist, and with it she can like rewind time and stuff. So she's got uh teleport charges. She gets uh, like three leaps forward. Uh, and then she has an ability where she gets to rewind time. Uh, she restores all of the health that she lost in that time, all of the damage, uh, all the ammo she wasted, and resets her posi- position to where she was something like four seconds ago. I don't know how far back it was. Very similar to Echo's mechanics from League. Like, at least the, the, the last part of it. I- I'm uh, very similar to um, Rubian Weaver's ultimate and Dota as well. Holy crap. See, I'm glad we both play these separate games we compared to. <laughs> um, the one thing I'm concerned about, and this is something that's been kind of an issue with me with, with HOTS, is like I feel like when they introduce new champions, they're a little bit too powerful for the most part. I think the only uh, oh, exception God, has yes. been Rexar. Rexar was like gimp as shit. But I feel like they, yeah. they bring these champions, and they want people to buy them for the increased cost, and then they nerf them like after the, the hype kind of dies down. And I really hope they don't continue to do that. They should the honestly do model. the opposite. Personally, please. Um, yeah, exactly. I I kind of hate myself a little bit because I bought an amiibo the other day. Yeah, you said that. Didn't you say it last podcast or was that? Oh, we were oh no, no, no! I told you about it. Blake, do you own any? I do not. I've considered getting. I kind of want to get a Ness one. That's uh, yeah, that would be cool. Earthbound, but I also don't care that much. I got Captain Falcon. Because uh, I was like, Captain Falcon's awesome, and I found it on eBay for, like, super cheap. And so I was like, i got to just have one Amiibo, since I have a Nintendo Wii U now. So I got him. He's pretty cool. What is super cheap, Robert? It was $13, uh, no shipping costs. Okay. So to an eSports writer, millionaire, $13. Okay. <laughs> I do kind of want the, uh, the, the, the Rob, is it Rob the Robot? Is that what he's called? Yeah, he's called Rob. Oh, yeah, R-O-B. Rob. Yeah. I kind of do want that one too, just because that, just because he looks cool. But uh, beyond that, I'm happy. I, I'd be happy with Robin, Captain Falcon, and not and not, and then just be done. That's with pretty it. cool. Well, uh, I can tell you that I'm not happy with Rob. Hey, ah, <laughs> good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we've actually hit the big time now with the Classic Gaming Podcast. Uh-oh. Because, Uh-oh. Uh oh. Because uh, on Friday. Tommy Rafines, who, if you don't know, is the developer uh, of Super Meat Boy, he liked one of our tweets. Oh, big big time status. Why? Did you, <laughs> did you tweet at him? Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. He said, okay. let, me, let me find his original quote. Uh, Looks like I've tweeted at him. He responds. That's nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. You want to see small time here? This is why that's small time. Look at the likes and favorites on this tweet I put out the other day. This is this is about uh, a little over 24 hours old now. I will in just a second. Of course, I gotta... the likes and retweets. Holy favorites, shit, but, yeah. dude! That's a good picture. <laughs> of you. Uh, yeah, that's so yeah, that, sad. That, that, kind of... uh, now you're making me sad. 
I know, right? Okay, so he wrote, Tommy tweeted, uh, if you think, just randomly, if you think about the origins of surnames, the name Dickinson could could raise some questions. And I responded, <laughs> and I responded to him and said, in high school, we had a German exchange student who thought it was hilarious that some student's last name was Reddick. And he favorited the tweet. Wait, what is, what is Reddick? And I rode off into the sunset. Huh? Oh my god. <laughs> that made my, that made my whole day. Anyway. Like, <laughs> part of the reason that I wanted to talk about uh, BlizzCon is because of some of the other announcements that they made while there. Not for the recent games, but for some of their older titles. Did you guys hear about this at all? I don't know if I did, actually. You talking about uh, Warcraft? Did they wait, say anything about Warcraft no. stuff? Uh, no, not the Warcraft movie or any of that. Uh, Diablo 2... And a few others are getting like HD remakes. Um, what the fuck? Wait, 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 you wait, wait, tell me the legacy servers? Wait, wait no. Wait. I, hold on. Holy wait, shit! Wait. Was this? Are you? Are you? Hold talking, on, I there was a rumor about that that was proven not true. Is that? That's well, not what I'm talking about, is it? I don't think so. I heard that it was official that they were doing like an HD thing. Wait, they okay, wanted to so, bring back like StarCraft, Diablo two, and Warcraft three. And Warcraft three okay. end. And no, no, no. What, what? No, no, no. What happened was, unless something else was announced uh, earlier in the week, someone noticed that they had a job posting on their site to uh, for someone. It said like to bring back StarCraft and Diablo two and like Warcraft two to like their original glory or something. Something like some wording similar to that. What it turned out to be was they just wanted someone to like maintain the code and keep fixing bugs on those old games. All right, yeah. so everything, all of my friends are idiots, and all of the things that they link to were complete shit as well. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of wondered about shit, that. Because that's the same thing they said about legacy servers for WoW, because, like, you know, that that's their biggest excuse with it, is the development and bug fixing, which is complete bullshit, but I, I still don't, like, if they did that, <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Like, look how excited me and fucking Robert got. <laughs> that's just, oh, that's such a troll. Yeah. Well, well. Apparently, like they had uh, had those job listings actually up for a while, and it wasn't until recently <laughs> that somebody like kind of really found out about it. And was like, "Whoa, check this out!" Uh, it out some old bullshit is what yeah. it is. Hell yeah, it is. Um. Okay. So we. So so our charity drive for after school all stars has ended. It ended on October thirtieth, and we didn't raise as much as I had hoped for, but we did all right. We ended up uh, raising, let's see, uh, $115, okay. which 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 we matched for a total of $230. So that's not too bad. Nice. Um, yeah, it could have been it could have been better, but you know that that wasn't bad. Um, the let's see, the winners of the two prizes, one was uh, to come on the show and talk about the games in the top threes with us, and the other was. Uh, we're gonna send them, we're gonna gift them a, uh, package of games from GOG. The winner to come on the show is Tommy King, who has written. What about Tommy Rafine? Like, what happened with that? I, he, he wouldn't respond to, after I call, I'm, I, <laughs> he's got a restraining order against me now. Really? Uh, oh, God. So Tommy <laughs> King's gonna be joining us sometime in the near future for an episode, so that's gonna be tons of fun. Ben Woodring, who's also written in before. Uh, hey. he's the one who won the God games. Um, very graciously, Ben said to, he, he asked me to only 
send him $20 worth of games and send the extra 30 to After School All-Stars. That's really cool. So I did that. Awesome. So we... Yeah, so that was awesome. That was really nice. So, so that raised the total that, that we, that ended up being, uh, sent to After School All Stars to $260. Um, also, I just want to say at our tier for, uh, being mentioned on the podcast for, uh, rate for, for donating a certain amount, I think the limit was 50. Tommy King was, uh, he was the only one who hit that level. So Tommy King, thanks also for doing that. And I think that's all. If you want to see, we didn't have a lot of uh, contributors, but if you want to go and check out, see the names of everyone who did donate, you can go to pixelnachos.com and there's a list there. But, uh, that, that charity drive is over now. Those were obviously the winners. Uh, if I, if you are interested in after school all stars, if you missed it or whatever, uh, you can always just go to their site and uh, donate from there. So I, I recommend just checking them out and seeing what they have going on and uh, donating some money if you feel like it. But once again, we'll have Tommy King on pretty soon. I've, I've been in touch with him. We're going to try to figure out a date that works for him and we will be in touch. Uh, you, oh yeah, we need to, uh, the three of us need to figure out what games we want to send Ben Woodring. Okay. So we'll do that sometime. Yeah, we need to sit um, Huh? Yeah, we'll talk about we it. We need to sit and talk about it, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And that's all the stuff I have before we get into news. Anything else before we jump into news? Uh, no, um, I don't think so. Other than break, broke my heart a few minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, are either of you f- familiar with the Dizzy games that came uh, out in the early 90s? Uh, it sounds familiar. I, it's I like would recognize little, it if I saw it. Yeah, the main character is like a little egg. He's like a little egg guy. Um, they started off in the... Actually, I'm sorry. They started off in the late 80s. It looks like the very first one was Dizzy, the ultimate cartoon adventure. Excuse me. Uh, it's, it says, um, according to Wikipedia, the early Dizzy games... I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about these. The early ones were primarily for the... Amstrad, CPC, and the ZX Spectrum. Uh, most of them were converted for Commodore 64, Atari, and Amiga uh, at certain points. And eventually, some of them were also ported to NES, uh, Sega Mega Drive, Game Gear, and DOS. One of the developers of those old Dizzy games discovered a long-lost Dizzy game called Wonderland Dizzy. He found it in his attic... It was it was fully developed, and then something fell through with the publisher, so it n- never ended up coming out. And uh, on sometime last month, he just randomly found the set of discs in his attic, and they work perfectly fine and everything. It's Wonderland Dizzy, and if you go to what's the website? It's like Wonderland. Yeah, okay, it's WonderlandDizzy.com. They they just put it up online for anyone to play. So that was kind of interesting. Go check it out if you're a fan of the Dizzy games. WonderlandDizzy.com. Um, Sonic games are being removed from the Wii Virtual Console, according to Destructoid. Have you guys heard about this? Huh, no. For some reason, uh, there, apparently there's... Sega hasn't... Or Nintendo nor Sega has said why. Nobody said why. But all, but they're starting to remove Sega... Uh, they're starting to remove Sonic games from the Wii Virtual Console. So yeah, it's um, just specifically Sonic, not other Sega titles. Correct. It's only let's see, it's Sonic. Hmm. Yeah, it's only it's only Sonic the Hedgehog games. I'm not sure exactly which ones, but October 30th was the last day that some of, that a lot of those were available. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Let's see. There is a Kickstarter for... You ready? Dragon's Lair the movie. Mm. So, in other words, the <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Nicely played. Yeah, pretty much the game. Um, is it live action? No, it's not live action. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... Okay, so it's just the game. All right. It's, yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> uh. the original, yeah, the original game was basic was was basically a movie. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember all the details. I don't. I'm not gonna read. I, I read this like two weeks ago, and it doesn't look like they're probably gonna hit their goal. It's got 18 days left right now. They've raised 145 thousand dollars. They're asking for 550 thousand dollars. Ouch. Yeah. Pass. Pass. Yeah, these sports money. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, just, just use one of your credit cards. Use one of your. Credit cards. <laughs> um, with the like fifty dollar limit on it. No, I'm good. Hey, you got me. That's all I need, right? Fifty. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know about that. I'm not. I'm. Yes. This this could be cool. I mean, like, so so. To be to be, I guess, objective about it. The animation in Dragon's Lair is really, really good. That's basically why the game has remained pretty, pretty well known, uh, pretty famous, I'd even say. The game itself is not good at all, but like just the animation of it, the cartoon style and all that stuff, that's what people love about it so much. And even I like that aspect of it, even though I hate the game. So this could potentially be actually kind of a cool thing. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where like, yeah, this might be cool, but I don't know if I'm willing to dish out 10 or 15 or $20 for something like this. Cause there's really no telling how it's going to turn out. Uh, check it out on Kickstarter. <clears throat> it's Dragon's Lair, the movie. It's probably not going to be funded. It looks like, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm not going to get funded. Have you heard <laughs> that Sega uh, it, it's looking like Sega is potentially going to remake or re-release the first two Shenmue games. Hmm, I hadn't heard anything about that, but I, had they talked about it when um when Shenmue three was being released? I'm not sure. I feel like off? it I sounds like vaguely familiar. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um. According, this is also from Destructoid. According to Destructoid, uh, Sega's European marketing director John Rook said that Sega is exploring ways to re-release the original two Shenmue titles. Um, uh, I think it was just that everybody was clamoring for that to happen. I don't think it was actually confirmed that it was even being thought about until now. Well, that's well, yeah, right. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably true. He, he does say. That it seems that he thinks that the uh, buzz from Shenmue 3 will help. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely... If they're going to do it now, it's probably the best time to do it. Uh, still definitely no hard yes or no on that, but it's it's a potential thing that might happen. Um, do, 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 do. Ah, first Day of the Tentacle Remastered screenshots appear. And let's see. Oh, I don't have this. I've got this pulled up in the wrong thing, so I can't. Uh, sh- sh- yes, I can. Here, check these out. Um, 
So, so Day of the Tentacle is coming, is, it's, it's getting sort of a, uh, special edition or a remastered version similar to the Monkey Island, how the Monkey Island series got. And I think the screenshots look really awesome. Um, it's got, oops, it's got some, uh, if this is on, Rock Paper Shotgun has this article. And it's got some, like, uh, comparisons between, like, the old version and the new version. It looks like, looks like actually they got, they got these from Polygon. And it looks really, really the graphics look more similar to each other than the Monkey Island old versus new versions did. But it looks really, really good still. That's probably most Yeah, this basically good. looks de-pixeled and smoothed out. Yeah, 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 that's a good way. Yeah, that's exactly, actually, that's exactly the best way to describe it. It's like, just basically like sharper sharper picture, but the actual style and everything is much the same. Whereas in Monkey Island, it was, they kind of took on a whole different style. It looked great, but it was a totally different style from the original. Uh, that's probably also due to the fact that Day of the Tentacle came out a lot later. So it kind of, its fidelity was a lot higher right off the bat. So there's only so much improvement you can do with it. Uh, but that was really cool to see because I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, and is that everything? I think that's everything. Oh, 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 and GOG has, uh, Quake 2, Quake 3, Wolfenstein 3D, and Return to Castle Wolfenstein now. I'm not sure if those are on Steam or not. I guess I probably should look that up beforehand. I'm pretty sure Quake 3 is on Steam at least. Um, you know, I think all these may be on, I don't know. They're, they're on GOG now. I don't know if they're on Steam or not, but you can buy them now for sure. Whereas, Previously, I was only 50% sure if you could buy them from somewhere. How's that? 50% sure. Is that good news? Some math right there. Am I a good reporter? Somebody tell me I'm good at something. Um, You're good at at talking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk. I I guess you you guys don't have anything. We're going to jump into games. Yeah, the closest news thing I had was the uh, Diablo stuff, which is apparently not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I don't think my news was, was a thing either on the Quake stuff. <laughs> so let's just move on and talk about games. Who wants to talk sure. first about what game you played past, these I'll past two weeks? Okay. Uh, so Blake. Yeah. I um, me. I really wanted to play Final Fantasy Tactics, right? right? Okay. So so what do you do when you want to play Final Fantasy Tactics, but you can't play Final Fantasy Tactics? Uh, you cry. No, you force yourself to play Final Fantasy Tactics A1. Why? And remember why you absolutely hate this game. <laughs> and contemplate that was suicide. So genu- that sounded so genuine. Why? <laughs> well, you, because I mean, like, that was one of the first things that came into my mind, and I was like, no, you wouldn't play that game <laughs> if you couldn't play Tactics. That There's no logical connection there. Listen, I was like, yeah, you know what? I really just want... I, you know what's funny? I was like, yeah, I really want to play the the tactic style combat. I don't want to play through tactics again because I did it too recently and I remember too much about it. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It can't be that bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Woo! My, that uh, bad? Oh, it's fucking atrocious. Like it's just. All right, so start from the bottom. <laughs> start from the bottom. The storyline is complete garbage. It starts off in the fucking stupidest way ever, and it's so childish. It's like unfucking believable. And then you get into the combat, which, you know, I'm obviously a huge fan of this style of combat. And you think, how could they fuck up chess? 
Well, they can. They can make it really, really easy, and there's no punishing. There's very few actual mechanics outside the basic understanding of how things interact with each other. Oh, my God. So the storyline is garbage. It, it is very boring, and there's these selfless, cringeworthy plugs. At one part, the, the, the way that the, uh, the story starts is these three plugs kids are... The, <laughs> right? Uh, so... The game starts and you, there's a, there's two kids, or there's three kids, uh, two guys and a girl, and they, you know, are kind of bullied, mess around in school or whatever. And the one kid is reading, come on, Robert, what's he reading? What book? Uh, War of the Lions. No, he's reading Final Fantasy, the book, <laughs> and he accidentally gets sucked into it. Right? So this is already off to a good start. It's very original. Yeah, th- this is, like, right here is where the game actually <laughs> lost me my first time no. through. Not even mention this. Four, he's like four minutes in, and this is when it goes down the hill. <laughs> it's like, so, it's, um, Final Fantasy isn't a book, it's a game. What are you, I'm not buying this. Stop yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So they do this selfish, cringeworthy, god-awful plug, right? So you're like, oh, you know what? It's it's fine. I could take I could take the lumps, I could take the bruises. Just get to the part where I get to do the sick-ass combat, and let's do this. And then you get to your first combat, and you hear this whistle, this whistle noise. And you're like, what the fuck? Am I a footlocker? What's going on here? No, it's it's the judge, right? You remember the judge from the first one? Oh, you don't? Yeah, it's because it wasn't fucking there. And for whatever reason, they thought, yeah, let's add the judge to the game. This is a really great mechanic. Uh, it's this uh, dildo on a chocobo wearing armor with a lance, right? And what he does is he declares rules at the beginning of every combat. And if you break those rules, and let's say you damage somebody, you get a yellow card, right? Kind of like soccer or European soccer uh, or American soccer, sorry. Um, no, and if you kill somebody, soccer is the you same. Know what I meant. Yeah, football. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Anyways, if you kill somebody breaking a rule, you get a red card, and that person gets eliminated, removed from the, the fight, and you have to go buy them back from prison. You have to pay the fine. Wait, it actually gives them yellow and red cards. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> It is the dumbest mechanic ever. Now, here, here's the best part about it. So let's say you get into a, a random battle on the map. You're just moving around, and, oh, there's somebody there, right? It doesn't, like, pop up on your screen and say, hey, by the way, you can't use knives in this combat or in this fight. It doesn't tell you. You have to remember before you do something. Uh, to, Wait, to it not tell you the, what the, the rules are before you play? Nope. You have, to, you have to actually find them, which it's not hard to do. It's just kind of tedious, and you have to, like, go out on the map and then open it and then go to, go to laws. Shit. That's what I should call it. Oh, it's fucking atrocious, man. It, it's just absolutely fucking brutal. So they declare these dumbass rules, and in certain fights, they purposely, purposely try to make it as hard as fucking possible. It'll be, like, a bunch of archers, and you can't use melee weapons. Okay, well, so you can't use melee weapons. What the fuck is this? What am I supposed to do? They'll limit you. Like, the first fight, or one of the first fights I got into, it was no swords. I had three melee characters that were all using swords. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Now, there, <clears throat> one thing I did kind of like that they added was the combo system. And the way this basically works is after you kill somebody or uh, – so in addition to the laws, there's like a negative. So it says don't use knives. Instead, use katanas. So it, re- it recommends you use katanas. If you use com- or katana, then you get a combo point. And you can use these combo points um, if, so let's say, multiple players have combo points. When you use a combo, which is just an ability, you combo with that person and you deal a bunch of damage to the, to the mob as long as they're within range. And so it's kind of cool because you can kind of, like, strategize, okay, well, I want to get combo points on these three characters and then do a big combo move and, and destroy somebody. It sounds a lot more complex than it is. I'm just very bad at explaining it. it it's, it's pretty cool. It's, like, the only one of the only redeeming factors of the combat system that I actually liked. Uh, the music is mediocre. It's... 
it sounds like a game that was not made by Squaresoft. Like nothing is memorable about it whatsoever. Whereas you know Final Fantasy Tactics obviously has one of the best soundtracks in their whole fucking series. Uh, one of the other things they did is they made it they made the game a lot easier in terms of um, getting punished for making mistakes. So in Final Fantasy Tactics, when you moved a character, Blake, and you were out of range to attack, and you needed to go back and remove your character, what did you do? You could, right? You yeah. ate it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Well, in A1, in A oh, don't worry, they fixed that. You can rearrange your characters. You can move as many times as you want. You can check the range to make sure that you're there, and then go for it. It's it's a It sounds really... Stupid, but it's 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 very annoying because it was something about Final Fantasy Tactics that made you get get a really good understanding of the game because you obviously needed to know your characters well enough to know exactly what the range would be and to understand the mechanics. Something I actually kind of disliked that part of Final Fantasy. I Tactics. love that. Oh my god, I love that. It's it's so punishing if you make mistakes. It was great. I love stuff like that. It just makes you get better at the game, more like more refinement, and just I love shit like that. But um. I'll be honest, there's not a single redeeming quality to this game at all. Uh, actually, you know what, I take that back. The leveling system is pretty cool, but Final Fantasy Tactics is better, the first one. Uh, the way that leveling up works in this one is you obviously gain levels and experience, but additionally, the weapons teach you abilities. So if you use a nail with or a bat with a nail in it, you might learn Smash, and Smash does a certain amount of damage, and you have to use that weapon for a certain period of time, and then you learn that ability indefinitely. Oh, then you have is to that switch to... supposed to be a reference to Earthbound? No, not at all. But that was just a random thing that came into my head. But the way that, that's not actually in the game. Uh, no, it's not. It's just a oh, oh okay, game. okay. I was like, yeah, no. what? Well, I mean, a better example is like, like uh, for uh, the character, the first class you have is called the soldier. The soldier, when you're using a uh, short sword, you learn first aid. Okay, so once you learn first aid, then you switch to a long sword, and you might learn smash armor or smash helmet or whatever, or crack whatever, destroy. Um, and so you learn from the, uh, the equipment, which is kind of cool. And the reason that they do it is so that they can limit how powerful you are in the game, uh, at least in my understanding. Because in Final Fantasy Tactics, you could level indefinitely, you could grind, etc., etc. In this one, well, you can only learn so many abilities as to how many items you can get. And you can't just get items wherever you want. The shops have restricted inventory until you get to certain part, points of the game. So it basically discourages you from grinding. That's, that's, that's what my incentive of it was. Which to me is, no. No thanks. I don't appreciate that at all. Because it just kind of takes a little bit of another another strategic piece away from from that kind of series. It's very it's a very goofy way to limit character progression. I liked it more in advance than I did in um uh than I did in uh, Final Fantasy 9. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, they yeah, they use the same system fine. of yeah. learning abilities from your equipment and in 9 uh like a big part of it a big problem that I had with it was that you were limited by, like, oh, you've only got so many ability points, so you can only equip so many passives, and you can't know what's coming up and all this. But in um, in advance, it was a little better because a lot of the things you would learn weren't these passive abilities where you were supposed to, like, yeah. kind of micromanage your it ability points and all this shit. It was definitely more refined. It, it, yeah, a lot is, more like refined. Saying, and the other thing I liked is that um, because of all the classes, there's so much more variety to the abilities that you're learning from any single piece of equipment. So it's always semi-interesting instead of just like, oh, I give this dagger to this character and he learns his next attack. whoop de doo that is actually true, because, like, there are certain items that are, like, really, really, you know, powerful that you get from specific encounters, and you kind of have yeah. to go, okay, well, I'm going to give it to my main character so he learns this, and then after he's done, I'm going to give it... Like, it, it was kind of cool, but I still think the JP system, I, or, I, I like it a lot more. I, I always have. I've loved yeah. that system since yeah. I was a kid. 
I think it's such a cool system. It's very rewarding. And to be honest, like it is, it is so rewarding in Final Fantasy Tactics, the, the original one, when your time mage learns fucking meteor. You <laughs> waited, how you waited a thousand JP. You literally did, disregarded every other ability. You're like, fuck this. I'm going straight for meteor, and I'm gonna just go balls out. Like I love doing stuff like that. And then the problem becomes, oh, it takes like eight turns to cast this yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it landed on my own guys. Oh yeah, that's the other thing that cannot <laughs> happen. So all spells are instant, which I was like severely disappointed. Like that's just another strategic element they took out of it. Because in Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics, you were like, okay, well this fire three spell will go off in four turns. Oh, this guy's not going to move for four turns. So guess what? I can destroy him with it. In this one, it's like, oh, oh instant cast, GG. Enjoy. Nope, nope, the, part of the problem is that in tactics, a lot of the abilities were basically useless because of the long cast times. True. Like jump. Like the later stages of jump. Yeah. <laughs> Answers. Yeah. But, the, uh, jump and uh, the charge attacks. Oh yeah, charges were terrible from like, the art from the archers. Yeah. You could like charge plus four was the most unless useful, you had uh, wasn't there like a higher level one. Or am I thinking of a one? Wasn't there like an ability where you could like lock on to wherever they went as long as they didn't LOS? No, I nothing like that. Okay, I'm thinking of it. No, you can do that with some of the abilities. You can't do that with charge. Okay. I don't think charge twenty. Uh, but <laughs> most of these spells are like that. But yeah, I, and then I, with I, summons, I, you can target a summon onto anything, and it'll only hit the targets that it's yeah. supposed to. Enemies or, or allies. Yeah. Which is why summons were so ridiculously strong compared to. Uh, Black mages slash wizards and tactics. Yeah, so the thing the thing to me is like the old saying is what? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Why would you completely redo this game? Why would you think people are bored with this title? Why would you this came out years later too? Final Fantasy Tactics release date was ninety seven. Okay, Final Fantasy Tactics A one release two thousand two. I'm thinking two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see, 2003. 2003. Okay. That is five to six years. They had that long to make this title as impressive as the original. Even if the story wasn't good, even if the story was absolute dog shit, which it completely and utterly was. Oh my god. Why? The, why uh, would you do combat system? It's just like, ugh. what is the per- like? How did how do, how do they justify the presence of the judges thing? Is it like a total fourth wall breaking? Like, just random, like, oh, here's these random that's, things, or do they the try to tie it in? It's, those are the judges of the world. That's, uh, okay, and then okay. Yeah, it's, and then, it's in the same world, uh, the same. It's, well, the whole design behind the game basically feels extremely childish, marketed yes. towards a completely different younger audience, mm-hmm. uh, because of it being on the Game Boy Advance, which yep. was generally considered a system for younger people. So the storytelling is very lackluster. It's very simple. Oh my simple. god, the dialogue is so simplistic. It's unbelievable. It, it basically holds your hand as much as possible. Through the whole thing. Alright. So, yeah, how many thumbs up? Negative 64. <laughs> it's just terrible, man. I'm telling you. Awesome. Right? Huh? Yeah. Right, Is it your least? F- okay, real quick. <laughs> this or Final Fantasy VIII? Which one do you like the least? Um, Fuck. probably this. To be honest, Final Fantasy VIII had some pretty. I would say they at least tried with it. I feel like this one, okay. the guy was like, they were like, hey, by the way, Final Fantasy VIII is supposed to be out next month, and he was like, 
oh yeah, it's all done and it's ready to go. Like we already have it done. The story's great. The the whole concept <laughs> is perfect. And then as soon as his boss left, he was like, oh shit, what do I do? And then his coworker was like, hey, why don't you just copy paste Final Fantasy Tech? No, no, nobody wants to play that again. We just got to come up with a whole new concept in two weeks or four weeks. And then they did, and it was just complete shit. That, that's what I imagine okay. happened. That's okay. That's pretty elaborate imagining of what happened. <laughs> uh, between the two, I don't know. I think I'd have to say I hate Tactics Advance more because it it it's such a small legacy series, and it it ruined it compared to what Tactics was. And, and they from, have a huge time gap in release dates too. They have well, a lot more technology. I guess it was for Game Boy though. I don't know. Yeah. Who wants to go next, you or me, Blake? Uh, you do, don't you? I guess I don't know. Sure, I guess I could go. Um, I really don't care. <laughs> Neither do I. I I'll go first. Cause you... No. Uh, no. You go. You want to go first? No. I guess. Okay, go. Okay. I played a video game <laughs> that is called Castlevania Three. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> did you play this for the first episode of the podcast? or Was, was it the first one? No, I think I did all of the Castlevanias on the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. So um, this time around, I played through Castlevania. I believe I talked about that on the last podcast. This uh, is and on what console? This was on the Nintendo. And it came out in 1989 and 1990, basically. Okay. Uh, it... It's the sequel to Castlevania 1. They went straight from 1 to 3 because Castlevania 2 was a big pile of duke. So, like, Castlevania 2 is not canon? Is that what... No, it is canon, but not Oh, you're just fans. saying... I got like, you. nobody likes that game, basically. Um, it's very, very, very different gameplay-wise compared to Castlevania 1 and 3. Uh, Castlevania 3 feels more like an actual sequel to the game. Uh, whereas Castlevania 2 is like almost, it's got this adventure aspect to it. There's no exact stages or anything. Uh, Castlevania 1 and 3 maintain a stage-based, level-based format, uh, with bosses at the end of this, in that stage. There's no towns that you're going to and all this. Um, so in Castlevania 3, you play as Trevor Belmont, ancient, uh, far distant relative of Simon Belmont. I don't know how far removed they are, how far in the future. Uh, and it's Castlevania, it's platforming, it's walking forward and whipping enemies and bats coming at you and all this crazy shit. Uh, compared to Castlevania 1, I'd say the biggest difference is, well, I guess I'd say that there's two. Uh, there are alternate paths to take, so that there are multiple stages, multiple routes that you can take to get to Dracula's castle, and depending on which routes you take, determines which extra characters you can get, and the extra characters are the other big difference between Castlevania 3 and Castlevania 1. In this game, instead of being locked into just playing as Trevor Belmont with your whip and your sub-weapon for the whole game, you're able to recruit an extra character that you can swap over to, and each of the characters have different benefits to them, different bonuses, and all this. So, uh, the first person you can get is Cypher, and she gives, she's like a wizard, she's got a little short staff that she beats things with, and, uh, she's also got, uh, she's got a lot of spells. And her spells are pretty effective. She's got this one flamethrower spell that can do a lot of damage. Uh, 
Uh, and then she's got a freezing spell, which freezes things in this uh, half circle around her. And I'm trying to remember if there's a fourth spell. Uh, I can't think of one. So I guess her only other spell is her homing attack. The two, the first two times I played through this game, the first time I played through it for the podcast last year, I had Sif on my team and I did a playthrough with her, and I got very used to the way that she functions and the kind of benefits she brings you as bonus character. Her homing attack is extremely effective at absolutely <laughs> decimating most of the fights in the game. The homing attacks can be really extremely stupid at times, unfortunately. Uh, for example. If you throw them out and one of them, like, it throws out three homing balls, the tracking on them is a little goofy, especially when there's multiple targets on the screen. Uh, like in the death fight, it detects his scythes that he spawns as things for them to go attack instead of going after death himself. So the problem then becomes, why won't this fucking ball get off the screen? Until the attack leaves the screen, you can't summon a new attack. You can't resummon your homing balls. They're just stuck there. You're stuck there waiting until the original attack finishes. So this one <laughs> ball will be trying to track an enemy and just going in a big circle over and over and over and over. And you're just like, I'm going to die because I can't do anything right now. That gets really frustrating. But overall, the benefits that she brings are really, really good. In almost every fight in the game, in almost every room in the game, the homing attack is fantastic. And it greatly simplifies every situation. Um, then, I this time around, I played as the other two characters that you can recruit. And my god, it made me want to just do Sypha playthroughs every single time I ever touch this game ever again. Uh, part of the reason for that is that the route to get the other two characters involves going through one of the most painfully boring stages in history. I'm going to talk about that one first before <laughs> I talk about the other characters. That stage is one of the worst things I've ever had to fucking go through in a video game. Ever. There's this one section where all you're doing is waiting for about one or two minutes for these blocks to fall from the sky. And they're creating platforms for you to climb up. All you're doing, you like, you literally find a safe place to stand, wait until you're going to have to move because of a block dropping onto the position that you're at, move to a different spot, wait for that block to drop, and then move back to where you were, and wait again, and wait, and wait, and wait. It's seriously a one to two minute sequence of just doing nothing except for jumping every five or ten seconds. <laughs> it fucking blows the other thing that sucks about this is that one of the characters i was using i was doing this through uh, retro achievements so i was trying to get as many of those as i could and one of the retro achievements involves using one of the alternate characters to uh finish a fight on the stage finish the boss fight of the stage the boss fight is nearly impossible on that route to uh to fucking beat as just the other character uh, the other character's name is Grant that I'm talking about here. And what he does, he's like a uh, – he's Spider-Man. Uh, he's got a little dagger. That's his main attack, which uh, he doesn't hit very high with it. It's very it's a very short-range weapon. And his big specialty is that he can climb on walls. So this makes for some interesting platforming on some of the stages. Because you can skip big portions of it. You can just be like, oh, I don't feel like walking 
uh, the extra full screen off to the left, so I'm just going to jump onto this platform right above my head and climb my way around it and get up top. The problem with his wall climbing is that it's awkward as absolute fuck. <laughs> the controls for it are so goddamn finicky. What you have to do... All right, so let's say you're hanging from a ceiling type section and you're walking around and you're trying to climb onto the walls of this platform uh so you're moving from the bottom of a block over to the side of the block you have to like hold the right direction and then wait until it's the correct moment so like let's say you're moving to the right you have to hold right and wait until your character animation starts to where he's crawling over to the side of the block oh uh, and then before it's too late, you have to switch to holding left to make sure that you stay stuck to the block. And then to climb onto the top of it, you have to hold up to crawl over to the other side. It doesn't sound that bad, but it's extremely picky about it. And it's yeah. it's just not very well done. It's really frustrating to use him. Uh, the other things that the character gets, he can get one of two sub-weapons. Well, all right, three sub-weapons. He has a choice of three sub-weapons. Everybody can get the stopwatch. Uh, and then he can also use the dagger and the axe, which are the same sub-weapons. They're the same. They function the exact same as when you get them as Trevor. So you get to throw a dagger or you get to throw an axe that arcs through the air. Pretty simple stuff. The character is just not very good at all. He doesn't do anything spectacularly, uh, and his big benefit of climbing walls sucks because it's such a picky piece of shit on the system. So that leaves the last character being uh, Alucard, <laughs> which, spoiler, that's Dracula backwards. Whoa! Oh, man. I, I know. I was in my head. Huh? I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right here. Something about that. Uh, so you recruit uh, Dracula's son to your cause. He's the other character that you can get. Uh, he's in. What? Yes. Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a joke. He's actually Dracula's okay. son. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is weak as shit. His combat power is like actually the worst of anybody in the game. Uh, except for targets where you can hit them multiple times. The way that his attack works is that he can power it up just like Trevor powers up his attack, but instead of having a whip, he has fireballs. So at his basic attack, he throws out one fireball, and I think the fireball does half as much damage as Trevor's whip or less. Hmm. So you have to hit enemies two times as many times to kill them with him. The thing is, his fireball can travel all the way across the screen. But in 99% of situations in the game, that doesn't mean a shit, because the only time you need to kill something is as soon as it pops up on screen, which is when you're right next to it anyway. the Then, as you power it up, he's able to throw more fireballs. So at first, he throws a fireball straight. The next upgrade, you don't do any more damage. You just throw an extra fireball diagonally, which has its benefits sometimes. Uh, it's kind of like how uh, when you've got the axe, the axe sub-weapon, it's cool because it has that arch, that arcing attack uh, that gives you a different attack uh, opportunity, a different attack angle. So once you power his fireball up again, he fireball, he throws one out uh, at a diagonal down and a diagonal upward direction and one in front of him. It gives him some slight extra benefits in fighting but for the most part because of how weak the attack is it's just not worth bothering 
unfortunately. Yeah. Then his special ability, he can't get any sub weapons. He doesn't get the dagger. He doesn't get the axe. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't get any spells or anything like that. The only sub weapon he get is he can get is the stopwatch, the only one. And the stopwatch sucks. It uses up a lot of hearts. Uh, it doesn't freeze that many things. A lot of the times when it does freeze something, it doesn't help you that much. Anyway, because you still have to get over there and kill it, which you can just do by attacking it with Trevor's whip. The other, the only great thing about him is that he can turn into a bat. Because he's a vampire. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool because it, um, unlike the shit tier wall climbing mechanic of Grant, he's able to fly around and just completely dodge a lot of the obstacles that way. He doesn't have to deal with them because of climbing. Uh, you don't have to deal with those assy mechanics. You just turn into a bat. You spend some hearts. It drains hearts uh, every time that you're in bat form. And then you just fly somewhere and you dodge a bunch of the platforming of the game. Uh, it was helpful. It was a lot more helpful than uh, Grant and his wall climbing bullshit. But at the same time, like, it, there's almost no opportunity to get any strong benefit out of that. There's uh, there's a few times in the game when it helps a good amount, but in general, it's just a, a quicker route, really. Um, uh, wow, the uh, the last fights. So the very last stage of the game, I got it, it cocked blocked me for a little while again on my most recent playthrough. My very first one when I went through as a, I think Grant was my first playthrough this time around. No, 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 no. I did Cipher first again. So I did Cipher first, and I got back to the last stage. It put it in my pooper pretty hard quite a few times, nice. and then I started to learn it again. Uh, <laughs> I learned the Dracula fight, and I got I, I kind of got some decent strats for getting through the entire stage. I think if I go back and play through it again, which I have to to get all the achievements, I'm still missing a few. Did you play um, for the classic achievements thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Played for I don't know achievements. If you said that. Okay, cool. I did, yeah. Um, I've gotten a good majority of the achievements actually. There's only a few things that I have left to do in it. I have to play through as Trevor alone without getting any extra followers. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. I don't think it'll be too hard. I think I'll be able to pull it off. And then I got a couple of other really, really shitty ones that I am not looking forward to trying. Uh, overall, I, the game's got fantastic music. Absolutely incredible music. But playing through it again, even though, like, I know most of what the, the kind of bullshit that the game likes to pull to cheese you to be Nintendo hard, it was yeah. still a bunch of crap. It was, it's the cheapest, silliest stuff just to kick your ass as hard as possible. And it was not very fun dealing with that a lot of the time. Uh, the other, the big achievement that I have to go for is beating the game on hard mode. Now you might be saying, but Blake, you were just complaining about how hard the game was already. And you're right, I was. And hard mode makes it worse. Nice. Hard mode adds in, you know the Medusa heads that everybody hates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it changes those. Instead of being Medusa heads, there are now flying skulls, and those skulls don't move in the same patterns as Medusa heads. The Medusa heads go, like, up and down at you, right? Yeah, they just do, do like, a little parabola kind of effect of just up and down and up and down. Same pattern, same distance between each of their up and downs. Pretty easy to keep up with if you're paying attention. These new skull enemies, though, it's like they react to your attacks. 
So you'll be getting close enough to one, and you're like, all right, here we go. He's going to come up at this arc, and I'm going to whip him, and he's going to be dead, and that's going to be it. And then he goes, nah, gotcha. I'm swooping back down now. And then he swoops (laughs) back up under your feet and just knocks your ass over again. And as you probably know, every time you run into the Medusa heads, they are put into positions where if they hit you, they're going to knock you into a death pit. So these new guys, loads it, of fun it, to live already. Is this is this like the first one where when you get hit, like you jump? He does a little jump back. Thing? Yes, it knocks you back really hard. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, the other thing with hard mode, they add in. I mean, they've changed those. That's probably the biggest, most fr- most frustrating thing that I'd seen so far. Then the other thing that they've changed is they they just add in new enemies all over the place. Like, enemies that you fight near the end of the game are included way earlier in the game now. Uh, there are more enemies per screen most, excuse me, most of the time. It is, it's gonna be one of the hardest things I've ever had to do on cast. Fun. I'm proud of you if you do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Only my best. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, overall, um, Castlevania 3, same opinion as last time, even though I'm much more comfortable playing the game now. It's a bitch, and it's intentionally a bitch just to be one. Is uh, it harder game, than the first one? Oh, by far, by far. Really uh, the that. checkpoint system is a lot more punishing in it. There's a lot. There's more stages. Uh, there's more bullshit to screw you over. Um, I, th- uh, I feel like there's more death pits and more places where they try to throw things at you that will instantly knock you into those pits a lot of the time. Um, and then the checkpoints are much less forgiving. Uh, the checkpoints are less forgiving and the stages are longer. So the odds of you having to redo like the entire stage or do the same stage over and over and over much, much higher than the first game. It's brutal in a not fun way. It's still an okay game, but, uh, I, I prefer Castlevania one. I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned this game because it reminded me that I saw, some box art for another game that we should have included in our worst box art list, which is Castlevania wow. for Nintendo 64. There's a link really? to it. Was that it. one bad? It's pretty, it's pretty bad, yeah. It looks like a plastic guy on the front. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the art in the game, too, is the thing. Well, yeah, but normally the art on the box... Like, they don't, you know, it's not trying to be an accurate depiction of what's in the game. Like, as far as the looks of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like think it's of not- Castlevania 1, for instance. Like, gives you the, it's supposed to give you the feel of what's in the game, but not be like, this is what the game looks like when you're playing it. And this just looks like... I don't think that's as bad as a lot of the other ones that don't think we so? had on that list, though. I mean, it's not good by any means, but it's not shit. Well, it's it's not the worst. <laughs> it's it's shit, but it's not as bad shit. Okay, I got you. I like how this conversation went. Okay. All well, right. <laughs> let me rephrase that. So we got two duds so far. Well, you said it was all right. You said the game's all right. Yeah, I was gonna say mine's just. By the way, I, I I realized partially after I said it, the reason I did play A one again is because I set my background to Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's a really good background. And so every time I look at it, I'm like. You know what? It can't be that bad. That's what I was thinking. It can't be <laughs> that bad. Give it one more shot. Right? Yeah, I don't give another chance. I gave A2 like four shots, so I mean, you know, gotta, I'm a fucking glutton for punishment, man. I love it. 
Well, I'm just hating. Both are. Both you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I played Space Quest Five. Roger Wilco, the next, the next mutation. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know why I keep playing these games. Oh god, not, is it a three for three night? I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's three for three. Or 2.5 for 3, maybe, because Blake only halfway disliked his. Um, <laughs> but, like, I was thinking back on it, and, like, I can't actually think of a Sierra game that I like now. Like, some of these I did like when they originally came out, but there's no Sierra game that I've played recently that I'm like, yeah, that holds up pretty well. This is a pretty good game. Um, Sierra games. Okay. Yeah, go look through them. It's it's like all the Space Quest, Police Quest, King's, King's Quest, Quest uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, Gabriel Knight is supposed to be really good, and I haven't played that yet, so I'm interested to try that out. But So Space Quest V, you, you've probably heard of the Space Quest series. It's a uh, like a comedic sci-fi point-and-click uh, series. You play as the main character, Roger Wilco, who is basically like a space janitor who ends up like saving the galaxy from aliens in various ways throughout the series uh as so i really like i really like this setting i i I love science fiction and i love obviously point and click games but like i liked these games when they originally came out but they just do not yeah they're not really they're not good games really i've been running into a lot of those type of games in the last couple years like last year and a half since we've done the podcast there are games that i hold so close to my heart and then when i play Uh them again i'm like what was I on? Like, what drug was I on that this game was good? Like, there's just yeah, no yeah. Way. That was yeah. how I felt most strongly with King's Quest Five. I was like, damn, how did I ever think this was fun to play? Yeah. But so so in Space Quest Five, you're once again you're playing the role of Roger Wilco. You start off you're in Starcon Academy. Starcon is like uh uh what's the in in Star, Star Trek? Trek? Oh, yeah. Starfleet Academy. Starfleet, is it? Starfleet? Starfleet? I, I wasn't a big Star Trek right. I've only seen the, the... That sounds right. I think that is right, but yeah. I'm, that's bad that I don't know. I that. believe anyway, it is, yeah. Starfleet again. That sounds right, yeah. Um, The Federation, right? Isn't that it? <laughs> Federation? Isn't that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing some cred right now. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm a big anyway. science fiction guy. Uh, Starfleet? <laughs> Star Trek? Yeah. Star Wars? So you're in Starcon Academy, which is like the equi- which is the, like the Star Trek equivalent. Uh, nice, nice. You start off, this time. <laughs> <laughs> you start off, yeah, exactly. You start off, and you have to go like take a test, and okay. you take this test, and probably the first time you take the test, uh, you instantly lose the game because you don't answer the questions correctly, and they they literally shoot you out into space and you die. What you're supposed to do is cheat off of the person next to you. And you do that by, there's like a little robot that's like kind of watching everybody while they're taking the test, but when the robot turns around, you gotta use the look icon and look at the guy uh, who's taking the test next to you and fill in all the answers that he does. And so it was just like a 10-question test. Once you do that, you go on with some other things. And uh, what happens is they put the tests in like a, you know, like a little scoring machine and a rat crawls into it and causes it to glitch out, and you ended up, like, acing the test. And so, like, you score higher than anybody has in the history of StarCon, so they give you... They, they actually make you captain of your own ship. 
throughout the the previous Space Quest games, even though Roger Wilco ends up like saving the world multiple times, he always somehow ends up back as like a janitor because everybody's like, "Oh, great job! Now go pick back up your mop and go do some janitor work." This time they're like, "Oh wow, he scored awesome, so we're gonna give him his own uh, ship now. He's gonna be a captain." And fittingly, it turns out that you're the captain of a space uh, like trash ship. That your job is to go pick up trash around space. I get it. Yeah, there you go. You get it? Oh, I got it. Sorry, yeah. it took me an extra second. <laughs> um, so, the it, in the plot of the game, aside from going around and, like, picking up trash, it turns out that there's a disease spreading through the galaxy. Uh, it eventually gets to, like, the main Starcon ship and starts infecting them. And you kind of have to, like, deal with that situation... But the game doesn't really follow, like, the plot that much. Most of the game is like, oh, okay, go to these, you gotta go to these places, like, and pick up trash. And then you, like, get there, like, something happens, something goes down, and you gotta, like, and, like, you get in trouble somehow, you're, like, in danger, and you gotta figure out, like, how to get out of the situation. Then you go to the next planet, and it's like, alright, pick up, go, make sure you go get the trash for this planet, and then you go there, and, like, something goes down, and you gotta figure out, like, what to do to get out of it there. And it doesn't really, so it doesn't really like care so much what the bit, like, there's not really much of a plot. Even though there is the plot about the disease, like, the game doesn't really care about that plot so much and doesn't really have much of a story. It's just like, oh, go here, figure this out, go here, figure this out. And so that's a big weakness there because for point and click adventure games, like, they really, you really have to have a, at least a pretty good story. Sure. To kind of, you know, keep it going and keep you interested in everything. And this one doesn't have that much of a story. It's like, it feels like a lot of independent episodes of like a sci-fi series that don't really have much to do each, with each other. Um, and then, so like, that's kind of how the game plays. The, the bigger problem here is it kind of, so one thing that people can complain about when they, people who don't like, uh, adventure game, point and click adventure games often complain about pixel hunting. Which is where, uh, it's kind of something that you have to do in all point and click like adventure spy, games, right? just, just by nature of their game. Uh, sort of. It's like, in these types of games, you go to a new location, and generally the first thing you do is move the cursor around to see, like, what kind of things you can click on. How you can interact with it and stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. How you can interact, okay. what kind of stuff you might be able to pick up, what kind of, like, things you might need to, like, figure out something to do with, and that kind of stuff. Um, so, so this game does have that, except the, okay, so the way this game and, and really all of the Sierra games, this, this is true for Space Quest 4 as well as King's Quest 5 and pretty much every other point and click Sierra game that I can think of. Uh, it doesn't, like, when you're hovering over something that you can do something with, it doesn't give you any indication in any way. It doesn't, like, have the icon light up. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. And it doesn't have like like in the Lucas uh, the LucasArts games, it doesn't necessarily have an icon that lights up, but it'll say like something at the bottom. Like if you click on look and then like wave the uh, the cursor around the screen, if you point at a sign at the bottom of the screen, it'll say look at sign, and that's your indication that you can do something with that sign, sure. even if it's just okay. look at it. So this you don't have that. You just have to like pick the look icon and then like just randomly start clicking around on shit Yikes. to see if you can look at it or pick it up or do whatever. So the problem here is if there's something that doesn't stand out visually, 
Like, this is an obvious, like, here's a big giant red button. It's pretty obvious you're going to need to do something with that. If it's not like that, then you might just miss it entirely. Uh, you, there are a lot of times where you can't tell, like, what objects in the environment are usable. And, like, they might just look like part of the environment, but you have to do something with them. But you have no way of knowing, like, oh, here's this rock. I can do something with it, even though it looks like every other rock on the, on the screen. And that exact scenario actually does happen at one point in the game. There's this one part where you go to a planet to pick up the trash. And then some, like, bounty hunter robot chick, like, comes after you, and she's trying to kill you for something you did in, like, Space Quest 2, I think. And so she chases you down. You you have, you have beam down to the planet, and she chases you down there, and she's basically hunting you. And you're trying to get away from her, uh, which is really annoying, because in the Sierra games, they often do have death, and that is the case for this one. So if you get killed then your game's over, and there's no checkpoint, so you just got to hope that you've saved somewhat recently. So you got to load your save every time you get killed. She's hunting you. You're running away from her on this planet. And what I eventually, after, like, trying to, to run away and get away from her, I finally looked up on a guide, like, what am I supposed to do here? Because I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do at this wow, point in the game. that's bad. <laughs> yeah. It turns out, first of all, there was a place that I was supposed to walk, and it doesn't even look like there's a path there. You have to, like, click on the edge of the screen. There's one part where you come out of a little, like, cave, and there's a path going, and it just goes to another little entrance to another cave. It turns out you could also, like, kind of walk to the right, where it doesn't really look like there's a path, and that's a whole other area of, the of like, the this part of the game that you're on. So that wasn't clear in any way. So you have to go over that way and do some stuff. It turns out there is a uh, boulder that you have to, like, knock over when she's chasing you, and the boulder, like, rolls down and hits her. And that's, like, the first thing that kind of, like, sets her back from chasing you. But the boulder looks – there are, like – it just looks like part of the environment. The, the entire environment on this part is made up of, like, orange-brownish rocks. And this is just another orange-brownish rock, but you just have to know, oh, that's one that I can do something with, even though there's really no way to know that. So, uh, that kind of pissed me off. And then what finally made me say, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to play this game anymore was after you hit her with the rock, there's still one more thing she has to, uh, you have to do like that destroys like her jetpack or something like that, but she's still chasing you around and I couldn't figure out how to finally kill her. What you have to do is, uh, apparently, uh, somewhere, and I didn't even do this part. I just like watch the rest of the game on a playthrough on YouTube somewhere in this planet. There's a banana tree while you're running from this robot. Who's trying to kill you. You have to go over to the banana tree and shake the banana tree. Uh, I never even saw this banana tree by the way. So like they, they must've hidden this or, you know, this, this is another thing that they apparently made not easy to distinguish as something that you need to do something with. Cause I never even saw any tree with bananas. When you do this, you uh, banana falls and you can pick it up. Then you have to go hide inside a log. And then she comes and, and stands on the log looking for you. And while you're in the log, you have to use the banana on her. And Roger Wilco grabs the banana, reaches up, shoves it into the exhaust port of like her jetpack or something like that. And then she blows up. What? 
Oh, yeah, that makes total sense. I saw that coming. You (laughs) said, what? Cyborg female coming after you to kill you. (laughs) Obviously, my mind immediately went to, oh, you're going to have to find a banana to steal, uh, to shove up her tailpipe. That's how those work. (laughs) Wait, wait, what are we talking about here? I'm sorry, what? Is this Leisure Suit Larry? (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds like it, doesn't it? Does a little bit. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that pissed me off, and I didn't play it anymore. I just watched the. Yeah, just a little bit. I did watch the rest of it, and it doesn't really get any better. There's, I feel like that's probably the lowest point of the game, but it doesn't actually ever really get good from there. There's a lot of, oh, there is one part where you're like in a maze, and it's like, basically, you just have to guess where to go until you eventually find this like one button in like 100 screens of maze. Uh, uh, so, so the gameplay is pretty much shit. The humor is alright. It's, it's like, for the most part, it's pretty easy humor, like, Instead of, like, coming up with, like, witty dialogue and that kind of stuff, it's, like, somebody's name might be stupid and funny. Like, the uh, so, like, the, the girl who's chasing you, like, the robot girl who's chasing you, her name is WD-40. Ha-ha! Oh, my God, it's sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's stuff like that, like, just people with, like, goofy names. Like, most of it is not, like, like I said, it's not really witty humor, it's just really easy stuff. Uh, there are some funny, like, some actually kind of funny things, like, Kirk sort of, uh, Kirk, uh, Roger Wilco sort of, like, acts like Captain Kirk a lot of the time, just like in his mannerisms, like, the way he sits in his captain's chair is, like, really Kirk-like, and that's kind of, that's kind of funny to watch, and the way he walks around, like, he, like, when you make, like, his walk animation, like, he sticks his chest out really far, and, like, walks like that just for, like, walking anywhere you tell him to go. And then when he stands there, he, like, stands, like, with both hands on his hips and his legs, like, shoulder-width apart. So he, like, always purposely looks, like, just, like, stupidly heroic. And I kind of got a kick out of that. There's also a little, like, subplot where he... There's a face hugger that that gets on your ship. And Roger Wilco wants... He's, like, dying for this face hugger to be his pet. So he's constantly being, like, come on, Spike! He, he names him Spike. He's like, here, boy, come on, come on! Even though all the face hugger ever does when he sees you, he jumps on your face and tries to kill you. So that, I kind of got a kick out of that as well. Uh, but overall, the humor, it's okay. It's, like I said, it's really dumb in some parts. It's, it's a little bit better in other parts. Uh, overall, the, it, for its time, Roger Wilco, or Space Quest V, the, the next mutation was, I'd say it was good for its time. But pretty much like every other Sierra game, it's really frustrating and it has not aged well whatsoever. Uh, I I can't I just can't really recommend it. It doesn't really have a story. Doesn't have good gameplay. The visuals are 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 kind of cool. The humor is middling. There you go. I was sad. I was sad about it. Yeah, I'll still give space. I like that ending to your review. There you go. <laughs> I'll still play Space Quest 6 at some point just to see, because that one I never actually have played. I had played 4 and 5 before when they originally came out, but I'm not really expecting it to be any good, just because neither of these were. Harsh words. Yeah, well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Call it like I see yeah, it. Well, you know, I'm street. That's how I roll. <laughs> That's how I roll. Uh, any, any questions or you guys want to go into top threes? Uh, let's do top threes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 
Oh, geez. Sorry, Robert. Anyways. Uh, so our top threes for this time. So is this kind <laughs> of late? We did this with Halloween in mind, but it's like over a week later. Or it's exactly yeah. a week later. Just say we're recording this on Halloween, Robert. Use your brain. Oh, yeah. We're recording this on Halloween. Sorry for the late. God, you're so... Jay was slow in editing this episode. But <gasps> we got it. We got them. Our top threes this time are uh, scariest moments in a video game. I think last year for Halloween we did uh, like scariest video games. This one is specifically <laughs> our top three scariest moments from a video game. Jay? Blake, yeah. I think, is pulling his together. Well, I've got mine. I'm just trying to figure out like where, which ones I want and which ones I don't want. Uh, do we feel like there's anything that's kind of a gimme that we want to just... Not allowed. Uh, I, I kind of do. I'm one, not a big horror my, person, so I'm fine with. I think one of mine is a gimme, but I'm not. But I'm not 100 percent sure. So I kind of feel like one of mine is, and I know that we've talked about this particular thing a lot before. Is it from what Resident Evil? That? No, but that's another okay. one. Um, okay. Oh, did you hear me moving my mic arm? That's what that was. It sounded yeah. like, pot so like pans. pots and pans, like banging. Yeah. Damn, Robert. Come yeah, on. it's just it's the arms a little squeaky sometimes. Only some programs pick it up. It's really frustrating. Um, okay, so Chainsaw Guys from Resident Evil 4. Oh, shit. That is a good <laughs> one. <laughs> that's a good All right, well, sh- all right, never mind. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. No, right, I feel like that's kind of one of the gimme ones. Um, I know for me personally, been. the I first time I walked out. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to have other ones from Resident Evil. Um, the first time that you run into those guys, you're just like, oh, oh it's dude with the chainsaw. All right, that's kind of crazy. And then he reaches you, he chops your fucking head off, and that's it. You're dead. He catches you once, and you're dead. Dude, I got scared. I was, shit, scared, of him. I was scared of him before he caught me. Like, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that guy, that's a scary bad guy. Like, he genuinely scared me. And then when I did get caught by him, that even just that just made it worse. See, for me, a lot of the horror games, like, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Jay. I don't play a lot of horror games, yeah. but I don't play them because they don't I have more scare now. me. So my I list like is a lot of, like, scary are a little bit better. My, mine are scary moments, not necessarily units. or. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, or do you want to go? I go. guess, do we want to do my other? I've got another one that's kind of a gimme, I feel like. Let's, why don't we save it? For, we'll, we'll do those all right, all right, in case all right, one of right. us has it. Okay. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and do your number three? Me? Yeah. No, Jay. Okay, Jay. <laughs> uh, my number three is actually from Resident Evil. Um, it's Resident <laughs> Evil Code Veronica specifically. This is actually, that, that is actually one of the only ones that I played through majority of the way, cause I actually really, I think to me that's one of the better ones. I don't know if that's a common opinion or how people feel about it, but, um, the fucking guys that, I don't know the names of the things that crawled on the wall and leapt towards you. They look like, um, Alien. They look very alien-like. They kind of look like crabs. I never played it. Never oh, okay. Played that one. Well, they they were like this. I don't know how to describe it. They had like I believe they had four legs. They're they're obviously like zombie-like, and they would sit on the wall. And then when you'd get within range of them, they would leap. And they're once they leapt, their path was already pre-chosen, so you could basically avoid it. But when I was a kid, obviously, I didn't have that cognitive part of my brain developed so i just was like oh shit i just die every single time because if they get to you kind of like the face suckers you're talking about they just destroy you and you're just dead face suckers you're, you you just you well because they leap on and they, they stick to you so you just kind of sit hugger, there and, you mean what oh yeah well whatever but, <laughs> well i think face suckers from futurama which i think is what that's based off of because that's oh, okay. what i thought of when you were talking about that earlier 
Well, no, um, it's not based on future. It's not based. This came out. Space no, Plus Five I'm saying the other way like around. Forty years before. Oh, okay. I'm saying the other way around. Yeah, because that, that's exactly what they oh, did. Oh, so you're saying the space, the face suckers are fa- are based yeah, on yeah. the face suckers from Alien? Yes. 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 Very exactly. likely so. But um, yeah, those things scared the shit out of me. There's there's a lot of scenes in that game specifically because I played it so much, but it's really really good. Don't like these those. My number three is coincidentally from not Space Quest Five but Space Quest Four. Uh, even though it wasn't like a scary game, there was this one part that used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Where uh, it's at the very, it's at I think it's really close to the beginning, if not at pretty much the beginning of the game. You're walking around this uh, town that's pretty much desolate, <clears throat> and there are just like a few little robots and stuff walking around. There's this one really creepy looking guy who's like. He's not a robot, but he's like an alien with like a lot of like mechanical stuff. It looks like he's like he's kind of like almost dead, but not quite right, and he's using using this like mechanical stuff to like help him walk around and, and shit. And uh, if you let him get too close to you, then the screen like zoo like it cuts to his face like right up to the screen, and he's got like shit holding his eyelids open. And he just looks at you and starts screaming really, really loud. Uh, that actually sounds really terrifying. Yeah, it, you, it scared the hell out of me when I was little. Any, anytime I would see that guy, I would like, for some reason, I couldn't always avoid him. I, like, it, it's not really hard to avoid him, but like, I used to always get like caught by him, like unaware. And like, and then it would cut to that. I would have to like turn off the volume and like just turn my head away for a second. <laughs> I love that dude. So turn bad. off the volume. You're like, you're not gonna get me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I love doing yeah. That shit. That was yep. good. Yeah. I do the same stuff. Blake, what you got? Uh, I've got a lot of stuff. I think I'm going to go with one that is – Jay's going to roll his eyes, but whatever. Deal with it, nerd. Uh, I'm going to go with the fight against the end in Metal Gear Solid 3. The reason that, that this fight – w- Yes, that's the sniper guy. Um, the reason this fight – it's when I played through uh, – the one time I played through the game, it's a super tense fight because I was going for uh, – all knockout kills on all of my boss fights. So I wasn't using any lethal weapons. I was using all tranquilizers and stuff. So at this point in the game, all that you have is a tranquilizer gun to take him on and your CQC. And this fight is extremely tense. Just look at, I remember all these times that I'd be looking around trying to find him and I'd be sitting there going, is that him over in that bush? And then all of a sudden the son of a bitch has snuck up on me from behind and beats the crap out of me and then runs away to go hide somewhere else. Uh, the fight kind of is really like, it's moments like that, that ended up end up scaring me all the time in games where it's like, it's this moment where everything is very unassuming. And so in horror games, that's why I don't get scared by him that much because I'm always expecting some big, dumb jump scare, something stupid to happen. Yep. I hate that shit. So for me, I only get caught off guard by stuff in other games because I'm not expecting it. For example, like in World of Warcraft, I would get jump startled if I was looting a corpse and a monster came up behind me while I was looting it and started hitting my character. It would freak me the fuck out. I'd be like, ah, Jesus Christ, what's hitting me? Oh, my God. (laughs) Or a fucking rogue. (laughs) Shit like that, yeah. And so... For me, the end fight, it's a super tense fight. Um, you're spending all this time trying to sneak up on him, and 
in the meantime, like if you take too long, if you find his position, but then you still take too long to find him, he just runs off and he either runs up behind you and whoops your ass or he just runs and hides somewhere else. And it's just this building tension in this fight uh, that is, uh, for me, it was uh, kind of scary. I can see that. It's a different perspective. I'm glad you said that because yeah. mine are a little bit different as well. So. I don't feel like such All a right, uh... <laughs> <laughs> My number one, uh, like, I, I, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm number, this, I'm next, number two. My number one, though, like, I'm so excited okay. to talk about this game I completely forgot about, and this game scared the shit of me. But before that, uh, my number two is Fear. Have you guys ever played through the Fear series? I've played most of no, Fear. I haven't War. played it. Actually, okay. you know, I, shit, I've that only was played one the first things two. I wanted on my list. Oh, did you? Damn. Yeah, so, I have a moment from that game. <laughs> specifically, uh, the very end of Fear 1. I'm going to say spoiler alert for the next 60 seconds. So if, you want, if you're planning on playing through Fear, um, obviously, you know, fast forward 60 seconds. The very end of Fear, you the whole time during this, uh, through the game, you're going through this building or like through this, uh, I think it was, I, f- I forget the story. It's been a long time. But you're going through this building. You end up uh, finding this thing. You end up killing it. The very, very end. You are uh, evac'd out of a helicopter. You get away. You're riding with a helicopter. There's a big explosion. You're high above the building, and then the camera pans out. Your character's sitting there, and she's or he or she is just like, ah, you know, like totally relieved. And then this hand just reaches on the side of the entrance of the helicopter because like the side door's open, and then it just goes to a black screen, and that's the very end. And literally, just think about it now. It just gives me chills. It scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> oh my god. It, it, For it me, really in that well game. Uh, it was actually another moment where I was just caught super off guard. Uh, there, You go into this big office building, and you're on the very first floor of the building. It's the very beginning of the stage, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you start getting hit. Something's hitting you. Turns out that there's invisible enemies in the game. Oh, and they yeah, st- I do remember that. Those things startled the absolute shit out of me the first time I ran into one. <laughs> I'm just walking around, and uh, he he just comes up and starts hitting me, and I'm like, "The hell is it? What's happening? I'm dying! My health is going down! I don't see anything!" Yeah, invisible little fuckers. Those I, I would play through the game again, but scary games are not my thing. Like I will pee myself, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later about games that actually scare me. Peeing? Oh, I think you're talking about peeing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just about. Uh, my number two is from Resident Evil, the very first one. That one sort of, I, I guess is a sort of famous scene, really close to the beginning of the game, where you're walking through uh, the mansion, and you open that one door, you go in that one room, and there's the zombie. The Wait, which game is this? I'm sorry? <laughs> the Jill State, what? Resident Evil what 1. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, there's the zombie leaning over the body, eating it, and then it like slowly turns its head around and looks at you. In that little like cutscene, you remember that? You guys remember that, right? Yeah, I do remember that. I never yeah. played RE one actually. I didn't okay. play it myself. I watched somebody else, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, it's a, it's really creepy the way the scene plays out. It's, it's really, really well done. And then of course the, the zombie starts coming after you too, so you gotta, uh, you know, get away or whatever. But like that one scene is really creepy the way he like, like stops when you walk in the room. You see him sitting there, leaning over this body and like eating it, and then he stops all of a sudden. And like slowly turns back and looks at you. Actually, when I was little and I was playing that game, I made my sister watch it. And she's three years younger than I am. Oh god, you're. And she like had to sleep. 
uh, in my mom's bed for like a week after that because it scared her so bad. And she still actually, I think it like, I think I might have actually scarred her when I showed her that because like she still brings it up sometimes about how terrible it was. Pay for her therapy sessions, Robert. You dick. (laughs) I don't have that much money. Oh yeah, million dollar fucking esports money. (laughs) Making it rain with Monopoly money. All right, Blake. What's your numero two? Mi numero two es um. All right, I think I'm going to do those two as my honorable mentions. Let's go with the entire Gigas fight from Earthbound. Wow. Oh, nice. That's a good one. Uh, the whole fight is like creep factor turned up to 100. There, There's theories that like what you're doing is you're basically aborting a fetus is kind of what the fight design <laughs> looks like. You're aborting the fetus of the <laughs> most evil being of all time. And when you go up to the fight, the entire fight is just a complete mindfuck all the way through. The As it's happening, like, uh, the the kid that you've been chasing the whole game turns off the machine that is helping Gaius hold his form, or however his name is pronounced. I'm going to go with Gaius. That's fine. Um, <laughs> well, I'm mostly saying That's it to our one. listeners. I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Uh, so <laughs> the, really the kid turns say. off this machine... And he completely loses his physical form. He just becomes this weird, waving energy. Uh, he, he, like, if you don't know what the Gigas fight looks like, go to Google, look up some images. The background of the fight, the entire background of the fight is actually him, is what you're fighting there. And it's all very surreal because it's just, just like waves with faces made out of black and red lines. Uh, and as the fight goes on, he gets more and more distorted. And then oh, yeah. the craziest part of the fight probably comes when you can't actually hurt him anymore. He's sitting there attacking you with things that you can't possibly understand. Uh, he's smashing the shit out of your team. And everything you do against him is having no effect whatsoever. Uh, it just has this extreme sense of dread building up throughout the entire event. Uh, this major creep factor that... Uh, for me, is one of the only things to really get me creeped out in a game. Uh, just the whole moment, the whole fight really, is really, really well, well done. I'll be honest with you, you described that. Yeah, I agree. Really well. <sighs> yeah. All right, so uh, my number one. Um, this is I actually didn't know I didn't know this was actually a Rockstar game uh, until I, I was reading about it today. Have you guys ever played Manhunt? Manhunt, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, oh I've not my it, but I fucking god, this game is scared. Even today, like I will not play this game. I will never. I've scared? only watched. Oh my, it is fucking horrifying. It I is. It was like really violent. Oh my god, it is just, I, maybe it is just the violence and maybe I'm just a huge pussy, but I, I can never play this game. I watched my brother play it all the time and I, I legitimately was scared shitless. Like I was 14, 13 at the time and this game scares the shit out of me. The premise of the game is uh, something like, I think you are a prison inmate or you, you were a prison inmate and somebody captures you and you have to complete these scenes for this guy in order for him to set you free. And the scenes include things like, uh, you, you go into, you go into an alleyway and there's somebody walking around. They don't know what's going on. You're in the shadows and you have to suffocate them with a trash bag or with like a, a grocery bag. And it's like stupidly graphic and it's really horrifying. And if they catch you or if you mess up, <laughs> then you obviously die and you die in a very horrendous way. I, I can't even. There, there is no you cannot pay me enough money to play this game through. Basically, no as I remember it, you're basically like making a snuff film. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you go through like 20 scenes to create this movie, and there's like bonus scenes that like my my brother and I never beat it because we just could not figure out a lot of it because we were just so just like no, my god, this game is just brutal. And like the one I just talked about, the the grocery bag, that's the one I remember the most because it was just when you actually get the kill right, then obviously because um, you see. One thing that's kind of cool about it is the the point of view is from the cameras that are recording the entire the the scene, so they're from above and at an angle, obviously, kind of like like picture like a gas station or something. And uh, when you kill somebody, it obviously shows it from different perspectives, which was kind of cool. But at the same time, man, it's it's rough. Like it's just it's just <laughs> brutal. Like that's just the best way I can describe it. Oh, I understand that. So it's not scary in the fact, in the sense of like somebody might sneak up on you and get you. It's more like holy that shit. That does happen. Got, I got to do some fucked up well. stuff. Oh, does Sometimes it? Sometimes okay. you go into a scene and he's like, you have to kill this guy, and then you'll be walking and he'll be like, oh, by the way, there's somebody else in there with you, and you're like, oh, oh okay. damn, that actually does sound oh, pretty damn scary. That. And then yeah, and then you, and like the darkness is your friend. Like you hide in the shadows, and so like if you pop out and you're wrong, you're like, oh shit, I need to get back to the shadows, and oh god, I didn't make it, now I'm dead. All right, well, done playing this game. I'm gonna go back to playing Super Smash Brothers or Kirby or something a lot friendlier. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. <sighs> That's a pretty good one. My number God. one is uh, it's not really that scary anymore, but for me personally, this was the most scared I had ever been uh, playing a game, at least at the time. Uh, which was Alone in the Dark, the whole opening sequence. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while probably knows what I'm talking about. Cause I've talked about it before It's probably on the t- top three scariest games episode we did. But, um, so the original alone in the dark, when I got this back in the day, my dad just randomly bought it for me. Oh yeah. And I don't know what he was thinking, but I was like six or seven years old when he got this for me. And, uh, the very first, so the game starts off <clears throat> and it's got you, like slowly walking through this this like basically haunted mansion that your guy is going to check out, and it's got all these like it shows him like walk like drive up and it shows like a little like something like you can tell that something is in the house. It makes it very obvious that it's haunted, and you walk into the house and it's like this kind of long cut scene where your guy is walking through the house up and up to the attic and it just follows him the whole way while he's walking there really slowly. There's all these doors on the side and stuff so. You know, it really builds up a whole hell of a lot of tension because you're like, oh, something going to jump out of this door, something going to jump out of this door. Nothing does until it gives you control of the character once he goes up into the attic at the very top of the house. And like very, very shortly, like you, you just have enough time to kind of like walk around for a second and kind of get your bearings and figure out what the buttons do. And this like, uh, demon dog type thing flies crashing through the window and comes up and attacks you and like like the way the tension had built up and everything and then with me kind of already being pretty much on edge and then not knowing like how to actually attack in the game at that point I didn't really know what to do it scared the hell out of me and all I could do was just like sit there and stare at the screen like I was actually in shock when that happened. And then like after a minute I started crying and they had to take the game back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that, it was like this long drama thing and Robert peed himself and he's crying. He's on. <laughs> yep. And I cried the end. I cried. That's the only time I've ever cried while playing a game. So that's why this one gets my number one. Oh man. Crying, crying from fear. I've only, I've never done before, but crying <laughs> from good stories and shit. Oh, 
I, that's never happened to me. Uh, really? Just... Oh my god. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, first time I played through that game. That was just fucking destroyed me at the end. You mean for, you mean every time? Come on, it's every no, time. No, 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 not anymore. Not as much anymore. I mean, it's still really good. There's still really high emotion moments, but no. You first tear time up. I the game. Oh man, yeah, in my penis. Like why don't you go ahead? Alright, alright, I guess it's time for my number one. Um, my number one, see this one is gonna make you happy though, Jay. Because my number one is from Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh man, I actually thought about putting something in, but I've been talking about it so much that I didn't. I, yeah, I, this is still, this is one of my favorite moments from any video game. It's the first time that the Lukavi show up. I knew it! I knew it! (laughs) You walk into this cardinal's office, uh, he's been a dickhead this whole time, and you're like, I am going to kick your ass, do what I tell you, and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm actually going to take on the form of a fucking demon using the power of the stones. And then he turns into this grotesque, bald, fat, disgusting... He looks like something from Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good as well. Yeah, and oh my He's god, got, the like, music! Front oh, of his stomach is stitched closed, and he opens it up, and he attacks with all these status effects and stuff. And the thing about this, the reason <laughs> that this is such a scary, fucked up moment, is because up until this point in the game, there's been nothing like this that has happened. Yeah, I was just this just comes out of nowhere. This whole time, it's been a relatively low fantasy setting, aside from stuff like oh, you've Goblin. got people throwing around fireballs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, it's like, oh, look, I'm fighting monsters. There's a mind flare and all this. And then all of a sudden, you've got a human being transforming himself into an actual demon. Something that has no relation to any other form that you've seen in the entire game. He's just this disgusting, evil monster. Uh, and then the music that's playing during the fight, the whole scene. So good. So uncomfortable. And the sound effects. His abilities. Do you remember the one that like it shoots phantasms out of his core, out yeah, of his body, and they yeah. reach you and they make that screaming noise? Oh mm-hmm. my god, dude, that is horrifying. Yeah, the whole fight is that out of nowhere. It's like it, it feels more like it belongs in a horror game than it does in Final Fantasy Tactics up to that point. Then after, as the game goes on, you see more monsters like that. But before then, this just this comes out of nowhere. And he's hard, too. That's the other thing. He's, he's hard. fucking hard, man. He kills your fucking yeah. heroes so quick. Oh, my God. That guy, like, uh, to me, the second one's obviously the hardest, but that guy's definitely out there. He is no pushover. Like, you yeah. have to burst him down. If you go through a long fight with him, he will decimate you over time. If he gets, like, a few stat, if he gets one or two status effects, that yeah. can completely... Poison, death. It's, it's the death over time, too. Death sentence. Death sentence. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. Oh, man. That's Which... a great one. The creepiest looking one I thought from that game, that was, that would probably be my second place one from that game, but I don't remember what he, uh, what Ram? his name was. Ram was the second one. Might have been the, the second rest one. Of he had, pretty easy, to be honest. He had like, like metal stuff attached to his appendages or something like that. Um, are you thinking of Zalera, probably? Let me pull up an image for you. Yeah, probably, I don't know. You fight him around a bunch of graves. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, let me try and pull this up real quick. I just pulled it. Yeah, that's him. That's it. Okay, yeah. It's Send Larry, me a yeah. Yeah, send it to Jay. I don't have a good picture. Um, it's it's not pulling up very well for me. Um, it's okay. Is this a good uh, one? All of these kind of suck. 
Yeah, that's all, all I can find is sucky ones. Too. Okay, here we go. I don't want to get into too many spoilers. You'll probably recognize it when you see it, though. Oh, yeah, the, the flying one. Yeah, that fight's pretty hard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or, or so he looks like he's flying. Yeah, 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 I remember that one. Yeah, that's tough. That one's actually pretty tough as well. Well, yeah. Um, Goddamn. <laughs> oh, stop talking about it. I'm going to go play moment. A1 again and kill myself. I'm going to find my body. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, okay. I tried again. Me too. Um, all right, so honorable mentions. Okay, honorable mentions. Um, I've got a few. Let's see here. Uh, the one that I'm probably most upset about not putting into my list is the sonic drowning noise from the Sonic oh. Center. <laughs> oh, man, fuck off. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> oh, man, I should seriously set that as my ringtone, though. That, like, on my alarm. <laughs> I'd wake up and be like, oh, 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 okay. oh, oh, damn it. It'll probably make you suffocate in your sleep. Jesus, <laughs> Robert, the fuck? I don't sleep that. Goddamn. <laughs> Um, I mean, the noise, everything about the moment that that happens is super iconic. You've got the, um, you've got the music building up. Robert, I told you I'd cut the podcast. Every time. I love it. Uh, and then after the sound builds up, when Sonic actually drowns, it's just this. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He never dies. God, fuck off. Jay, you know what else is scary? F- Teenage for you? Mutant Turtles 1 for the drowning? Oh my god. No, uh, Party Time Fiddlesticks. Oh, fuck you, dude. That. Okay, 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 okay. God, dude. I can't play against that skin. Uh, my other play. last honorable mention would have to go to the rat race level in Battletoads. Uh, I've <laughs> talked about this before when I played through Battletoads. This fucking stage is brutal. Um, you're racing against uh, these couple different rats. You have to get to this bomb that's at the bottom of this series of platforms before they do. And so you're running back and forth, you're running back and forth, and you're trying to f- squeeze down these small paths and all this shit. And it's, it's extremely tense, and the rats are catching up to you. And if you lose and you run out of continues, that's it. It's game over. It's scary as fuck. Fuck everything about that. I always I hate hated it. those chase <laughs> levels when I was a kid. I don't mind them as much anymore. Like they don't really stress me out. Like Crash Bandicoot when I was a kid, the levels where the polar bear would chase you, I would poop myself every yeah. time. I'd be like, oh, I don't know where to go. Oh god. Oh, and then I would just fucking die. But now it's like, yeah, okay. I know exactly what he's gonna do. I can like taunt him and shit. And <laughs> long hair, don't care. You're too, you're too mature for that shit now. Aren't you? Oh yeah, I'm talking about Sonic. Blake's not listening to Sonic music or the drowning music. Yeah, I'm real mature, Robert. Uh, all right. What about you? Any I'm honorable spent. mentions? I'm spent. I've got two. The, uh, when you said the one about the guys sneaking up on you in uh, whatever, which uh, the chainsaw, Resident Evil Four. No, 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 not that one. Uh, Manhunt. Oh, okay. It reminded me. It reminded me of the zombies in System Shock Two, where there can be a zombie anywhere at any time. So you could uh, be in like some area of the game where, in general, like in any other game, you think you're like you're safe for now. Like if you're in a room and like you shut the door and there weren't any bad guys around, you think you're all right. Uh, but the zombies basically roam free at any point of the game. So, like, you could be in a room just, like, looting it and checking it out and, like, you know, 
seeing what kind of items are in there, and all of a sudden you'll hear a zombie come up behind you and be like, Aah! and that those always scared the shit out of me because I was never expecting it. Uh, also, the only other one, this one is kind of a cheap one, but it always, it, well, it got me really good the first time, and it, it's sort of kind of iconic to me, is also Resident Evil, uh, the part in Resident Evil 1 where the dog jumps through the window. Yeah, the window, yeah, yeah. yeah. Resident yeah. Evil 2 has a lot of stuff like that too, like birds crashing through a window. Oh, oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, those are those are mine. That's what I've got. Jay, you got anything to add to the uh, honorable mentions? Or are we gonna? I, 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 you guys want to hear something really funny? Um, yes. I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm playing wild, right? I'm just farming, and this guy in world chat's like, "Yeah, it's 10:25 right now." <laughs> And I don't know if you guys know this right now, but Arizona, we have our own time zone uh, during yeah. this time of the year. Yeah. The time change. There's like a part of Indiana, Idaho, and Canada. And so I was like, you know, Arizona represents. This guy's like, oh, shit, I live in Arizona too. He's like, I'm in Gilbert. Where are you? And I'm like, I'm in Gilbert because <laughs> that's where <laughs> I live. And he's like, holy shit, really? And then he told me where he like his crossroads. He lives like literally like dick cheese away from me. Like he's I could probably like see him from where my house is right now. I thought you were about <laughs> to say it was I thought you were about to say it was your brother playing. <laughs> No. Oh, you guys should meet up and have a date. A little wow date. That'd be cute. <laughs> Your mom's cute, Robert. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Robert. You don't know me. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. You're cute. Damn it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. All right. We got a couple emails. Um, so, so we actually have, uh, there are, Two that I forgot to read last time. These are from these are from Mike. Are you fapping? That's right. What? That's right. No, I was clapping for Robert's failure. Yeah. yeah uh, got it. So the first one Mike sent said, "Hi, heard you sad sacks weren't getting enough email. Here you go. I like your show. Please don't die soon." <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have liked to have heard that last week because I died in the, between the episodes. If well, I had heard that, I probably would have been fine. So, good work, Robert. You and I sent I sent an email back to Mike uh, after I realized I forgot to include it on the episode. I said, "Oh man, I just realized I forgot to read this email on the episode we recorded last night." I know it's not a big deal, but I want to let you know that I do plan to include it. I'll get it on next time. And Mike responded and said. Robert, it's cool. I realize you guys get tons of fan mail, and it's probably hard to get all of them on the air. I'll wait my turn. Damn. So. Wow. Yeah. That was a burn right there. Get fucked, Mike. Maybe I, you know what? I am going to go die now. What do you think of that? But then he sent us a real email uh, <laughs> two years ago. You could have said that sooner. <laughs> Jeez, man. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike says, <laughs> "Thanks, Mike." Mike says, "Hey, dudes, thanks for the show. Have any of you played T R A G? I believe that's like actually the name of the game for P S X Trag, so like like T like T dot R dot A dot G, or Winback for Nintendo sixty four. Assault group. What the hell? Huh? What is it? Tactical Rescue Assault Group." No. <laughs> I've never I had never heard of it. Uh, this looks... Uh, 
like PlayStation era anime. This is hilarious. <laughs> he also said win back for Nintendo 64. Have either of you guys? No. I had How's neither. that spelled? Yeah. Win back. Win back. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't think I don't think I've heard of this one either. Anyway, he says, if not, you should. They are my favorite. <laughs> they are my favorite, not very good MGS ripoffs. I okay. I when I looked at Winback, like, all right, this image right here. I was like, I wonder if this is a lot like Metal Gear Solid. That's immediately <laughs> what I was reminded of. Oh my god, I didn't even look at the life meter yet. That life meter is straight out of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> um, let me see. Where is it? Oh yeah. It, oh wow. Yep, it is. That's pretty hilarious. I wonder if the game's any good. Well, he says it's his favorite not very good game, so <laughs> whatever the hell it that looks is. like a not very good game, and I'm a fan of some not very good games myself. You are. You are. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mike. We're not. We are not aware of that. Or we haven't played those. Blake, Blake will make it happen, right? Um, I'm busy. Wait, what was the game that we volunteered Jay to play? Like, I don't know. Look at the old email. You seriously need to make a Google Doc of all of it the was games. Dragon no. Quest 2? Dragon Quest, Dragon I think it was Dragon Quest 3, actually. Yes, it was, it was Dragon Quest 3. That's right. I thought it was 2, okay. Yeah, yeah somebody was... asked you to play Dragon Quest 3. So you're going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I already did that, didn't I? I think you did one, and maybe two. Wait, what? What the hell are you talking about? I think you played one and maybe two of Dragon of the Dragon oh. series, not three. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, I was confused. <laughs> okay. Uh, Are you asking me something here, or no? You asked okay. me a question, and I answered it. You were like, "What?" And then I repeated the exact. No, no, same I didn't understand. Like, I know, oh. I didn't understand what you said. No, I, I meant what is that? I didn't hear what you said before. Like, oh, okay, I just okay. didn't. Let's let's keep going. We got another email. We got one from Tommy King. He says, uh, it's been quite a while since I sent an email. Sorry about that. I took a bit of a break from gaming in general, so I didn't have, so I didn't have much to contribute. I recently jumped into playing Seiken Densetsu 3. It is the sequel to Secret of Mana. Seiken Densetsu 3 was released for Super Famicom in Japan on September 30th, 1995, and never had a US release. I'm not quite halfway through my first playthrough of the game now. It plays very similar to Secret of Evermore and Secret of Mana with some interesting additions. There are six characters to choose from, and you play with a party of three. You select your party at the very beginning of the game, and you do not get to change those characters without starting a new game. Wow. The characters play in slightly different ways initially, and then as the game progresses, each character has the choice to change classes once just by leveling, and then a second time later through a different mechanic. I haven't gotten that far yet. And I've not looked at a guide for fear of hitting spoilers. <laughs> Since I've not completed the game, I can't fully comment on the story. Overall, the story feels very fairly similar to Secret of Mana. The music is great, which is expected for a Square release of that time period. The art is fairly solid for a Super Nintendo title. Um, any of you guys familiar with this one? I fucking love Sagan Densetsu 3. You kidding yeah, me? I was gonna say. 
game's I amazing. Admit, I've talked about I it. I, I don't know much about it, but yeah, I've never, I haven't played through it in a couple of years, so I haven't actually talked about it on the podcast yet. I'm going to do another playthrough of it sometime, though. Um, I love that game. The class system, it makes it so much better, uh, just as a casual game pl- uh, playthrough than I ever had with Secret of Mana. There are some problems with it, like it makes, um, it makes magic really bad. For a few different reasons, um, and then special attacks kind of get penalized sometimes. Like your character, you can have charge attacks, and some of the charge attacks get kind of penalized. But uh, overall, I it's my favorite mana game. It's my favorite in the entire mana series, by nice. far. Okay. Uh, the class system. Wow. Every there are six characters in the game. Um, you can have three in your party that you choose at the very beginning of your adventure, and each character has their own big branching um, class system. So, like, at first you can pick to be a light class or a dark class, and then from there it further specializes where you become a light-light class, a light-dark class, or a um, a dark-dark, or a uh, dark-light class, or a dark-dark class. So every character, I believe, is if I'm remembering it correctly. And so uh, each character has um, eight final jobs that they get and all this. It's really, really, really fun. Um, I've done, I've finished two playthroughs of it. I finished a, a random character playthrough. I just picked whichever characters I wanted. I didn't base it on anything. Uh, and then the second playthrough I finished was an all male <coughs> character party, which was extremely easy. Uh, and then I started up an all female character playthrough and that one was not very easy. I haven't gotten very far in that one and I just stopped after a while. Yeah, great game. Anybody that, like, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the battle system. It's the fact that uh, magic attacks aren't that good, really. Mm, okay. That's a big, big part of it. Uh, he says, I think my next game after this will be Final Fantasy 3 or maybe Breath of Fire 2. Well, it's well, a very uh, good choice. Do uh, Final Fantasy 3. He's probably talking about Final Fantasy 6. Yeah, that's oh. what I think, probably. Since the other... really hard last boss? Is that four? I think it's, um... it's like the stupid long fight. There's like 90 phases to it. You like go up in the sky at one point and you fight like... That's Final Fantasy VI. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not very hard. I never had much pro- problem <laughs> really? with him. Oh, but yeah. the final boss, is he's like 10 different phases or something. Yeah, okay. Um, I think the hardest boss in the old Final Fantasies would be Final Fantasy V. The final boss, anyway. I need to play through that again. Been too long. Yeah, the final boss in that one can be kind of a super dick. He says, uh, regarding the game suggestions from the last episode. Okay, maybe he can clear this up. I think Jay, excuse me, I think Jay played Dragon Warrior 2 already at my request right. about a year ago. Dragon yeah. Warrior 3, okay, yeah, so apparently somebody. I thought you played Dragon one, Warrior not 3. two. I, don't I think you played both of them. Maybe. I know I you played hope. one. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you got around to two, though, but whatever. Anyway. He says, Dragon Warrior 3 is also a very solid <clears throat> NES RPG, so I second the recommendation. So there you go, Jay. You got two people clamoring for your clamoring critique of Dragon Warrior 3. Are you going to let, let your fans down, or you going to do them a solid? <laughs> Robert, I think you should make an effort to go a solid month without mentioning any Metal Gear game in an episode. Uh, okay, so... Shit on Robert. So, he, so, all right, so look, here, here, 
uh, I went back and forth with him on this to make a deal. He said, so, so, all right. So long story short, Tommy and I made a deal where, uh, so he originally, I, I, we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, he donated 50 bucks to our after school all stars charity drive. He originally did $25. The deal I made with him, uh, which he suggested basically starting right here is that he, he would, uh, Send in another $25 if after a month I don't, I hadn't mentioned, uh, Metal Gear Solid in the episode. Since the charity drive was going to be over by then and I wanted him to go ahead and get this full $50 worth, uh, for like the, the prize drawings and stuff, I said, all right, go ahead and donate your $25 and the deal, if you do that, then the deal will be, uh, I won't mention Metal Gear Solid for one month and if I don't, or if I do, then you get to pick the next game for me to play. Ooh. So that's the deal that so that's the deal that he and I have. Uh I guess that starts now then. Uh I was thinking about this and I think uh like so I guess the only exception I think we should say is like if somebody sends in an email or something like that mentioning Metal Gear Solid, like obviously I gotta read yeah. the email. But I just As long like, as you don't my... bring it up on your own accord, <laughs> I don't care. So if so if someone asks me a question or says something, then I can like answer that question directly, but then I have to like stop talking about it and I can't go on. Yep. And yep. I and I can't bring it up on my own. And if you guys start talking about it, then like I can't say anything. I think I'm gonna play Metal Gear Solid one through five for the next podcast. Robert, uh go fuck yourself. It'll be worth it. Robert, got any thoughts on that? No? Huh. Well Wow, the game that you love so much, you don't have anything to say about it. Must be a shit game, Robert. So do you guys agree with those ground rules? Uh, uh yeah, I think that's fair. No negatives here for me. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, we'll do that then. So this is November 7th that I'm recording this. We'll say that by the time we've recorded, uh, like we finished after these, one, yeah. December 5th. Yeah, yeah. December, yeah, yeah, December 5th should be the next time we record. And once we're done with that one, then I'm allowed to talk about it again. All right, that'll, that's what we'll do. Um, <clears throat> he says, this means you can't even mention the series, any of the characters, any voice actor, anything. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> he says, Blake, I think it would be awesome if you played Metroid Zero Mission for the podcast if you've not already done so. It was a Game Boy Advance title released in 2004, and I think it was a very solid uh, Metroid. <laughs> I think it's funny that he calls it a Metroidvania game. Well, that's where the def- where the term is moved towards. Yeah, but it's just a, but it's a Metroid game. Well, you could say that a Castlevania Symphony of the Night is just a Castlevania game. But um, I I do want to play through both of the GBA Metroids at some point. I need to find I need to figure out if I'm going to have time for that anytime soon because I want to do um, Zero Mission and Fusion. I think I've played through both of them a long time ago, uh, and I remember kind of being – I, I think it was Fusion specifically. I don't remember much about Zero Mission, but I feel like Fusion was a, quote, Metroidvania. It just didn't feel like there was ever the option to actually go explore anything, and I remember being really bothered by that. I don't remember oh, anything about Zero Mission, though. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. How about that? How about that? Uh, let's see. He says, 
Robert, I think you should play King's Quest Seven. It is very, it's very different in style from the earlier games of the series, and honestly, quite a bit easier. I remember really enjoying it as a teenager. Sorry for the long email. Keep making an awesome podcast. I don't know about King's Quest Seven. I played. Oh, I, you were last... like, I don't know about doing more of the podcast. I think we're done now. <laughs> this is. Since there's this one game I can't talk about anymore, I don't have any... <laughs> That's it. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Uh, so the last one I played was King's Quest V. I, I will definitely... I will eventually probably play the rest of these King's Quest games, but I want to do them in order. So the ne- so if and when I do play another King's Quest game, the next one will be 6, and I want to wait and do 7 after that. But it's going to be a while, honestly, because once again... As I've gone back and played these Sierra games, I have not enjoyed any of them. So basically, <laughs> whenever I do one, it's just like to kind of be have like, to okay, take a big I guess. Break afterwards. Yeah, I got to take a big break afterwards. Exactly. So <laughs> it'll probably happen eventually, but it's going to be a while. Uh, and then the only other thing is we got a top three suggestion from Ooh. it's Bucky You Fool on Twitter. He says, hey, dudes, uh, great podcast idea for top three best ripoffs slash unoriginal games. My favorite is uh, OK. This might have been uh, Mike who wrote in earlier because he says my favorite is Trag for PSX. Thanks. I'm guessing <laughs> it's the same guy. Uh, you guys how, could be, this? I, how could it be Mike? His, it's Bucky, you fool. <laughs> it's shit on Robert. Nice. <laughs> Do y'all want to try? I don't know if I can come up with a good list for this or not. I'm I mean, to I guess. Top my head. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of that like off the top of my head, and I, I guess <clears throat> if I had a better understanding of track, like he he compared it to to Metal Gear Solid, saying that it was basically a Metal Gear Solid ripoff, and I'm just trying to think of like. Mm-hmm. That'd be a hard one. I can't even remember a lot of games like that. It's hard to remember a lot of the games that are just complete shite. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's, um, I'm, I can think I'm of not opposed two. to it. I would be I, fucked on for that. <laughs> I'll be with you. I, I'm with Jake. Like, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't know if I can come up with a good list. Maybe let's keep this one on the back burner. All right, make a Google Doc and put the idea in there, you shit. <laughs> here, hold on, I've got here. I'll write it down right now, and I've got an Evernote thing where I keep Evernote. some of these written down. Top three ideas. Evernote. Oh, he has fucking Mac. Evernote. Uh, no, this is this is on Windows. You mean OneNote? No, it's called it's Evernote with the fucking green elephant on it. Whoa, Robert! Don't need to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your fucking mouth, Robert. I'm gonna. I'm, my mouse is hovering Shit. over it, and guess what? It pops up and says Evernote. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guess what? I just. Pl- I just. I just clicked on the. OneNote, I just clicked on the Windows Start Menu icon. Okay. Yeah, all right. All right. right. Windows I, Hover Soul. <laughs> uh. Anyway, here. Let me all add this in here. Best ripoffs. I wrote, I wrote beast ripoffs. I'm just gonna. I'll just keep it as that. <laughs> Get beasted on video games. I'm a jack your uh, shit. <laughs> oh, bro. It's a awesome. What, what do you want to do next? 
What do you want to do for the real next top three? Uh, you want to start yelling out some ideas that I have written down in Evernote? In, it, do you mean OneNote? <laughs> yeah, we keep doing this, Robert. I don't think you understand. Like, I will never. All right, we got. We can do best art design in a X console. So, like, some console because we did that for NES, but nothing else. Uh, we could do like defining, like most defining games for a certain genre. Uh, best character names to name your kid oh. after. I can't remember if that was a suggest. I think somebody might have suggested that. I- I'm not sure. That sounds like something Lisa would suggest. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> that li- like if Lisa's here right now, she'd be like, oh, "That's a great idea." For sure. She, yeah. she, um, uh, we should do uh, best stealth games on the PlayStation. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I like this. I did. It took me a second to get it, but I got it. <laughs> So clever, Blake. Uh, I try. I would do Manhunt and then. You're <laughs> solid. You're <laughs> solid. Oh, man. Uh, I can't think of a solid choice for this one, though. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> we could do worst things about, like, any given genre. Like, we could pick a genre we like and say, like, the wor- like the like our three worst things about some genre that we like. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How much Robert talks about it? Game worlds you'd like to live in. Evelyn, no, okay. Best best classic gaming accomplishments that you're most proud of. Or Beast Wars. Fallout Four. Oh my god, I just realized. Sorry, I just realized Fallout Four is in like two days. <laughs> Where did yeah. that come from? <laughs> Top of my head. <laughs> um, out of those, all right, out of everything so far, I like the defining games of a genre, even if we don't use it to troll you, Robert. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, what the fuck! I don't want to do it then. What's the point? <laughs> Blake, I'm get I'm I'm catching a little bit more of a hint that that you like the worst things about X genre, so we'll go with that one. All right, what genre are we gonna do? Let's do our let's do RPGs then. Okay, that'll be interesting because you guys really love RPGs. I like RPGs, so that'll be a fun one to to pick apart. All right. Alright, so worst things about... I'm going to type it in our Skype chat just so we remember. Worst things about RPG genre. RPG. Uh, okay, so that'll be our next top three. Worst things about the RPG genre. We did it. And Go on. We did it. We did do it. We, now we just got to do the uh, current gaming subcast. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I gotta I'm gonna I just. I'll do. I'll forward. do just mine. Y'all don't have to, but uh, I've I tried playing. Yeah, okay, you, you can do yours too. I played. Tr- I tried playing Amnesia again. I was like, oh, all right, God. I'm gonna make it through this time. I started all the way over from the beginning because I didn't remember anything about it, and that game still scares the shit out of me. And I got just past the part that I had kind of gotten stuck on uh, on my last on my first playthrough of it, and like on the part that comes after. The part that I got stuck, I was like, holy shit, I can't handle this anymore. It, like, was stressing me out too bad. Like, it was scaring the fuck out of me. And I was just like, nope. I'm just going to have to be done with this game. I, I can't take it. I can't deal with this. If you've played uh, Amnesia, it's the part where it's right after you fix the elevator. And you go down the elevator, and then you're in a, like, dungeon slash prison. And there's this one... Uh, zombie, or not really, I guess they're kind of like zombies, whatever you call the monsters in that game, that's walking around. And this one doesn't go away when he sees you, he always stays. So 
you got to walk around this prison and like find these things that you need. But he's always walking around and could always potentially be there. And like it was bad enough when they're like a like one of the bad guys could pop up and then you had to like go find a place to run and hide and like not look at him for a while and hope he goes away. But this one where he doesn't go away and he's always walking around somewhere, I couldn't handle it. I had to. I just had to give up. I was like, I can't do this. I'm a huge right. mess. <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. How about you, Blake? Um, I don't even remember. I'm trying to think of other games I've been playing lately. I guess the only one I've been putting much time into has been uh, the new Binding of Isaac Rebirth DLC, Afterbirth. That shit is all over Twitch, man. Oh, I meant I to ask you about that. Yeah. Has that been you or is that somebody those streamers? No, that's the big streamers that are getting that have Twitch's okay. backing and all this stuff and all this shit. But um, overall, uh, it's it adds some new stuff to Rebirth. I'm glad I only paid six sixty six for it. I honestly do not feel like it's worth all that much money. Um, I'm really pissed that the dailies that were added into it were something that were talked about way before Rebirth's release. So it was a it was a something that was considered that was being heavily considered to be put into the original release of Rebirth and not included later as DLC. So it kind of sucks to have it like that. Um, overall, it, it just doesn't add that much content. Uh, the original Binding of Isaac got some DLC as well called The Wrath of the Lamb. And it's hard to not compare the Afterbirth DLC to the Wrath of the Lamb DLC. And it's not even close. Wrath of the Lamb completely changed and it was like double the content that it added to the original game. Yeah, and this cool. DLC doesn't even come close to adding anything like that. It just fixes some stuff that didn't need to be fixed. It fixes some stuff that desperately needed to be fixed and adds like one new boss and a game mode that is not overly complicated. And then the dailies that were kind of assumed to be in the game at launch. Um it's fun, but it's only fun right now because it's new stuff into a game that I've put like f- four thousand hours into at this point. Uh, wasn't there something I didn't really catch all this? I'm not sure exactly what it was, but there's some controversy around like a time gate for some of the content on the expansion. There's a whole bunch of right. fucky stuff going on. It's complicated. Edmund, basically the creator of the game, is either a liar about there not being a time gate, or he was a dick about handling when the game was going to be patched to have the things available. Uh, it, it's all very suspicious. Um, what, what, what happened? If it was, well, there was a, as Edmund, as Edmund tells it, there was a bug that caused a lot of items to not be functioning properly for some reason or another. Um, that, but then there was a donation machine in the new game mode where we could only put in 109 cents. And the patch that fixed the bug was released 109 hours after the, uh, 109 hours after the game's release, which coincides with the donation machine amount. That hour count also coincides with how long it took for people to data mine the release of Rebirth and to find out a bunch of the game's secrets without having to do all of Edmund's puzzle nonsense. 
So a lot of people feel like he is super salty about people circumventing his um, ARG, his ARG, uh, not advanced, alternate reality game is what that stands for. And it's kind of easy to see that being the case, especially with the donation machine stopping at 109 cents, uh, the patch being it was apparently ready at the 108th hour uh why would it have needed to wait that long anyway if you were able to patch the game so that a donation machine stops at 109 cents and you were able to modify files like that but you weren't able to fix some of the bugs uh why would you just change a number for the donation machine as like a little joke of like hey this is how long it's going to take to fix the game kind of a thing like why did the donation machine stop there that it just doesn't make any right. sense with everything else um and then all right so let's assume that it was a bug in the game okay fine whatever. so this was this was um, this was like extra content from the from the expansion that was released after 109 hours yes this was okay. stuff that was supposed to be in the, the game but then it wasn't gotcha. for whatever reason so if we go let's go with the assumption that it was a bug uh let's take edmund at his word the problem with that is then he still looks like an asshole because uh, all he was doing was being a trolling dickhead about it on Twitter for the few days before the patch came out. Also note that it, until the patch released, he had never once, met, once mentioned any kind of a bug. Instead, he was teasing and taunting the community about a hundred. Uh, this number, this uh, the donation machine is stopping at one hundred nine. What's up with that? And so then he went saying? on. Um, he was just like egging people on. Him and the head developer um, at the company that produced and programmed the game were on Twitter saying, like, making all these cryptic references to the number 109. Mm. And just being real dicks about the whole thing. So, even if it was a bug, why not say that first early on and stop looking like a dick about the whole thing and making people think that there's something important going on with the number 109 in some way. It just blows. The whole situation blows. And he, there's no spot where he comes out looking like the good guy. His excuse for not saying it was a bug is something like that he didn't want people to stop looking for secrets. The thing is that he was f making people look for secrets in the completely wrong place and <laughs> just wasting all of their damn time. Uh, it's a completely dickheaded way to go about the whole situation. And... For me personally, considering that this game released buggy again, I'm just tired of paying for a product that has game-breaking bugs on release time and time and time again. Uh, it's really hard to have. Um, there, the one of the new fights, one of the two new important fights in the game that were added. Uh, one of them would crash the game about fifty percent to sixty-six percent of the time. You wouldn't even be able to get into the fight. It would crash outside of the fight right before you walked into the area where the fight was. <laughs> I'm just like, how does that make it into release? How does that make it into launch? It's not a rare bug. It's something that was happening to multiple people multiple times. It, it just sucks to have to deal with that as a consumer. I'm, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. It sounds kind of like it sucks. Yeah. Well, so oh, yeah, you know what? There is that's Afterbirth right now. There is there is one other game. Keep talking and no one explodes. Oh uh, yeah, Jay and I played that a little bit. It's pretty fun, right? You got my back on oh, this yeah. one, Jay. Come on. 
or Shizzle. <laughs> It's like it's like actually lives up to like its reputation. Like I would say we had as much of as fun of a time as we expected to. Right? <laughs> Jay's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. I'm checked I got out. Chips and salsa. I'm sorry. <laughs> chips and salsa. I'm like, All right, Are we still gonna play in a few minutes? You still want to play after this, Jay? Probably. Okay. Well, let me know in about three minutes then. Okay. So yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Still got you. I guess that's it. <laughs> now what? Are, are we done? Not you, you dick. Uh. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, I also played the uh, Keep Talking No One Explodes with my seven-year-old and my wife, and it awesome. was really that funny. It went awesome. Yeah. It was the best part was uh, when my seven year old tries to describe the little symbols on the, on one of the things that you have to do to defuse the bomb. You have to yell, you have to like describe these these crazy looking symbols, and it was really fun to hear her descriptions of these things. Usually, you couldn't tell what the hell she was talking she was trying to talk about. Sounds but like it's a fun game. It's a fun ass game. Huh? What? All right, I guess that's going to wrap it up. <laughs> the end. The end. Class Games Cast on Twitter. Mail at Classic Gaming Podcast. Send, send, us, send us tons of email. Tell your oh, friends and family to, to, to send us email. Leave us awesome reviews on iTunes. We're sitting at about the... Nine review mark right now, and I want to get that up to nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have a bot network that you can employ for that? <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that later. I know a guy. Yeah. All right. You can catch uh, Blake playing Binding of I- uh, Binding of Isaac and uh, where? Where's that? Where's uh, that? Twitch. Dot TV slash Slackaholicus or Slackaholicus dot TV. S-L-A-C-K-A-H-O-L-I-C-U-S dot TV. Are you, are you still selling your uh, hoodies and t-shirts and uh, shit? No, those wrapped up. Actually, I have my hoodie now. Oh, nice. Yeah, they came in uh, yesterday, I believe. How are they? Uh, Pretty good. My extra large is exactly that. It is extra fucking large. <laughs> thing is huge that was humongous i didn't think it was gonna be that big so i'm hoping that it shrinks a little bit when we wash it first the first time just put it on the, in the dryer for extra long period of time ah uh, i get it that'll shrink this xl uh, oh that yeah yeah that was that was purpose that was on purpose yeah yeah totally all right i guess that does it say goodbye jay <laughs> If if you're not too full of nachos right now. Oh, nachos? Huh? What the fuck? Yeah, nachos? nachos. It's chips and salsa. Chips and salsa, I mean. Jesus. You don't listen to anybody, do you, Robert? Sorry. You know, you should nachos. <laughs> What'd you say? You, you're, you sound like you're 500 feet away from the microphone right now. I so moved I'm, my microphone because I'm fucking eating. <laughs> All right. We'll Good night, everyone. Tune in next time for less chip-eating antics. Next time I'll have peanuts. <laughs>